Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. Ooh, baby. Oh, damn it. Ooh, I wasn't ready. I was going to pop my teeth. What's up, Gorehounds? Hey, and welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Gormore Podcast. I am your not so mean fluff master scream, Big Johnny D, bringing it in. However, I do not bring this shit show in alone. With me, as always, are my beloved horror homies. Started off with that Chad Daddy, that Dark Lord of Knowledge, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? <laughs> wow. Damn enchiladas. <laughs> Damn them enchiladas. Uh, we have, if he's listening, the host with the ghost, the Duke with the Ted, Lord Scuba Cabra, Mr. Steven Vasquez. What's up, baby? And Minnie Steve. Ooh. Where is she? Did you put it out? There she is. There's the mini me. There's the mini me. <laughs> She's sweet too. Mm-hmm. And we have the lovable yet killing machine, the meat mountain, Mr. Bobby Amone. I'm here to get my hands dirty. Hey. Woo, yeah. Maybe. All right. Today is May 8th, 2023. And well, we're going to have a fun fucking episode today because yeah. we are continuing our year long tradition. But first, before we do that, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to talk about what the fuck we did in last weekend. So, Steve, do you need me to pull this up? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Let's oh, have yeah. nice. let's, bring let's variant, the variant do it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to disturb the young one. So, <laughs> Mr. Variant. Ladies Steve? and gentlemen, it is now time for your. That guy had the world in his hand and he didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All, nice. that, all that cheese. Oh, man. All He's that, got all the that. whole world. Yeah, oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Fuck it, eh? Oh, man. So, yeah, obviously, today we're talking that. Thank you, very much, Steve. So, uh, Chad Daddy, how the hell you been, buddy? We're Not bad. Not bad. It was a... It was a decent weekend here. You know, we had some good weather on Saturday and some, eh, not the greatest weather yesterday. Uh, last week, what did I do last week? Uh, I decided to bite the bullet and started going back and watched Scream 4. So I'm going to get through the last okay. three. I'm going to get the last through five and six. I didn't hate it. You know, it wasn't awful. I didn't oh, hate it like I hated three. three. Oh, is it it's better than three? three. Dog shit's better than three. Uh, four came out in 2011. 2013, I think it was. 2013, I think. Four, four is the one of the better ones. But yeah, yeah. I have. That's the only one I haven't seen, actually. Emma Roberts. Ooh. That's the one with the McCulkin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I watched Good. that, and that wasn't awful. Yeah. Got a kick out of it. What else? Uh, Saturday was my wife's birthday, so I took Steph. We went, uh, so we took her out to lunch, and of course, she only wanted to uh, eat at Wendy's, which I was fine with. You know, nice cheap date. And we just, mm. no, we just get off the. We always get off the cheap menu. We're we're not hard to please. So Steph, what motivated? I I just wanted to you know finally get caught up on it, Heather. That's why. Just said hell with it. It's one of those things where you're just like, God damn it! I feel like I just need to. Yep. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But uh, so we went there and we decided to try. They have the new ghost pepper fries. Ooh, 
big fucking disappointment. Ah. They've had ghost pepper fries before, and they had like a they had like shredded cheese, and then like a cheese sauce, and then there was like the hot ghost pepper sauce, whatever. It's literally just their fries and a ghost pepper chili chili oil. That's it. That's huh. it. That's, that's it. it. It was not worth it. So if if you ever thought about getting them, you know, if that's your thing, yeah, that's cool. You know, it made them really greasy. It wasn't too enjoyable. Ugh. It wasn't wasn't the greatest. So let's see. Then we went to Petco because we had to get new uh, dog treats for the dog. He ran out, and the one lady there, it was that's uh, their whole big sale on reptiles. So she had out a little veiled chameleon, and we just happened to be walking past while she had her out. She looks at Steph and like, would you, she's like, would you like to hold him? My wife's like, yes, I would. <laughs> she loves him. She loves. <laughs> She loves chameleon, so she got to hold a chameleon. I got to take a picture of her. She looked at the sales part. She's like, "Thank you, you just made my day." <laughs> That's then, awesome. then we went and she got her nose pierced. Oh, really nice! I, I got it. To, it's a lot more subtle than I thought it would be. I was hoping it would stand out more, but it's just like the little stud. I asked her if she wants to get a hoop after she changes it out, but I guess she wants to get a diamond for it instead. So, <laughs> oh, Brody. Brody, you might regret that more than me. <laughs> um, so what else did we do? Then we went, uh, met two of my stepsisters and took a little hike up in the woods. Went up this little mountain. We were trying to find this waterfall that my stepsisters have been trying to find. She's went twice before and couldn't find it. This time, she was dead set we were going to find it. So we went up the one, up along the road down in the woods. Couldn't find it. So we're like, screw this. We're going back. And apparently it was supposed to be on a footpath back the way we came. So we went up this little footpath and we met went well over a mile just going up the mountain. It was hot as hell, sweat pouring off of us. My stepsister Shellen said, It's probably at least another two to three miles, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. I'm going we're going back. So we went back down the mountain, got to the bottom, and we met this one guy who was going to his car. We're like, let's ask him. So we asked him where it was. And he's like, yeah, it's up that little footpath. And he's like, you go up the mountain, you come to this little, there's like a little plateau there and a little scenic overlook. Then you go back down and you go out around. And we were like, so basically you're telling us we were that fucking close to it. He's like, <laughs> yep. he's like wow. you shouldn't have turned around. So like, all right, maybe next sucks, time. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So then we did that. Then I uh, went bowling with my wife's best friend, Sarah. Didn't do nice. this. We bowled three games, and we each actually won a game. I've never won a bowl game of bowling ever. Nice. My, my high score is one fourteen. So for me, that was pretty fucking good because I never bowl. Sam, I'll, I'll meet you out in the switch bowling. Yeah, or yeah. We bowling for yeah, sure. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll do that. But man, my shoulder's fucking killing me now because I'm bowled. Nice. About dude. a year. Uh, let's see what else. Um, yesterday was the kids. We went, we went back to the bowling alley because yesterday with the kids. Uh, um bowling ceremony for the end of the season for their awards and everything and uh cameron's team my son's team actually came in second place so he got a medal oh, oh nice awesome, dude yeah Congrats. and then then like... they then they each get a little trophy for their high score for the year that's pretty nice very nice yeah and then came home and you know i watched this wonderful movie that we're here to talk about today um scuba steve well, as you guys know, I was not here last week because Thank you, uh, Mel was having I the some, same one. <laughs> Mel was having some uh, contractions already, and so we went to the hospital. Boobie. They told us no baby. And we're like, okay. So they sent us home at like hell midnight. Went home. Uh, they got onto her because she hadn't been taking her blood thinner. She's supposed to be taking. So, first thing we did when we got home was she took her blood thinner. 
I came home and at 3.45 in the morning, I got a, a lot of phone calls that I missed because I was dead to the world. My daughter came and woke me up and she's like, Dad, Mel's water broke. So there <laughs> I go to the hospital at 3.45 in the morning after they just sent us home. So we get there. Sure enough, her water broke. Baby's on the way. Um, we're asking about epidural and the nurses just kind of keep like sidestepping us and dodging the question. And I could tell something's off, but I don't want to tell Mel just because I didn't want her to get upset or anything. So doctor finally comes in. He's like, you just took your blood thinner a few hours ago. I cannot give you an epidural. You will bleed out in your back and you will be paralyzed if I give you an epidural. Maybe they can give you fentanyl, but I cannot give you an epidural. So they go talk to the doctor. The doctor's like, she's eight millimeters center or eight millimeters centimeters dilated we cannot give her fentanyl if we give her fentanyl the baby's gonna come out drowsy she may have issues breathing so i'm like look it's up to you but whatever whatever is best for the baby she's like no fuck it i've never seen this woman in this much pain before and i just want to say my girlfriend is a fucking beast because she went through the whole thing with no absolutely no pain medication and in two pushes my little baby was brought yeah. into the world yeah this is charlie she is the newest part member of the family so this is what i've been doing all week just taking care of the baby you know going to work and stuff and just trying to be a good dad to this one right now and i'm waiting yeah. for Mel to get back from do- dropping the daughter off at work so that she can take her to the other room. Oh, you're fine, dude. My loud you're good. Self. You're good. But that's all I've been doing is just baby stuff. That's it. So um, thinking of all kinds of cosplays and stuff already that I can <laughs> do with her while she's little. And I'm kind of hoping, you know, it, it's all stuff I wanted to do with Sam. But Sam was never, she never, she's not the nerdy type. I'm hoping that since Mel's a nerd and I'm a nerd. It rubs off on her, and she, for a little bit, is a nerd. Even if it's just when she's little, I want to do the freaking Mandalorian cosplay with her as Grogu. Like, I think that would be like a great dad-daughter cosplay. So, yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. I was almost done. I was at the finish line. At the finish line. <laughs> what did Sam- I say? Oh, you were at Bowser's cat. You were right at the entrance of Bowser's castle, dude. And, and I got- went back to level one one. Yep. Yep. So Sam, Sam's going to be 18 in November. So I was, I was there, I was there, I was almost done. And I just started all over again. So yeah, that's it. That's all I've been doing. What about you, Bobby? Uh, Well, as the only person right now that does not have kids, I have not been raising any just yet. (laughs) Uh, Not to brag, but I am looking forward to it when I do have my own. (laughs) Uh, My weekend, uh, I worked. I worked for most of it. Uh, Friday, I went to a little Cinco de Mayo party at my one friend's house and ate, you know, lots of chicken, lots of tacos and all the good shit and, you know, had myself three Coronas. So that was my Friday night. Saturday was also another party. Me and my girlfriend went out with a few friends of ours. We were partying at a friend's house and then we went to a bar and we ended up with an air hockey tournament. And um, I think I came in second. I'll take second. I'm upset about it. But I'll take it. We can deal with that later. It happens. And then uh, Sunday, yeah, I, I worked. And then I, I like, did chores when I came home. I, I went outside, smoked a cigar. I fucking fell asleep at like 9 o'clock. My girlfriend called me at 10 saying, I just wanted to say goodnight. I'm like, 
I'm like half up. I'm like, good night. Honey. I love you. <laughs> like, oh, that's so precious. Rob, you're getting life. called out, by the way. Yeah, word word is out. you cheated. Uh, no, I didn't cheat. <laughs> I hear otherwise. But yeah. we're talking about hockey, not, you know, on his girlfriend kind of cheating. Well, yes, for God's sake. No, I was clarifying for the audio only listeners. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what? I, that wasn't even a thought in my head. But, that wasn't know, a thought in my head either. I can understand, I guess. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I legitimately worked. So this, this next month, that's basically what I do seven days a week. It's a great money earner, extra money earner, and all that. So that, <clears throat> that's what it is. And I got to watch this wonderful movie, although I've watched it about 500 times. So 501 mm-hmm. was just fine. Right. What the and hell? Then, and then, you know, um, what else do I have to have? That's, that, yeah, that, that's it. it. Very simple. So. That's all I got. Johnny, what do you have? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I didn't do shit this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I honestly, man, just fucking did the, my dad thing. Fucking clean up around the house. I had to fucking finally cut the grass after fucking eight goddamn days of rain and Noah's Ark bullshit. Dude, I had to um, do it today. Yep. Oh, it, was fucking, it was a good feeling, but it's like, fuck, dude, I got to cut it again anyways. Because I'm, like, glad, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I got it done today as opposed to Saturday because it's like. 15 degrees cooler today. Word. Um, no, what the fuck did we do? Uh, I don't... Honestly, man, I think I just had a very low-key weekend because like, I really didn't do shit. The one thing we le- literally left the house to go do extra was take the kid to a birthday party. And as soon as we got there and she saw like kids from her class that she was like... Because at first she was like, yeah, I think I want you guys to hang out. Or I'm like, you sure? I'm like, okay. And she got there and she saw like four friends that she do. And she, I was like, "Hey, you want us to hang out?" She's like, "What? No, go." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> see so I, I, I forgot to say, I, I forgot I gave Steph her birthday present. Um, these oh. guys, these guys gave me the the the. I had the idea, so these guys gave supported me on it. So I got her Hogwarts Legacy for my PS5. Which How'd that go? Yeah, great. It's huge. She loves it. Um, nice. But here's the funny thing: I'm sitting there, and it's like Friday. I'm like, I got to wrap this thing. I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I got it, and I, I just wrapped it up. I'm like, okay, I need to put this in like something bigger so she doesn't know exactly what it is. Like, all right, there's a box. Ooh, there's a slightly bigger box. Ooh, there's another bigger box. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Russian stacking doll style. Yep. Love yeah. it. That's the and best, she, dude. And after she got it open up, she's like, I'm really glad you did that because if you, it would just been wrapped. She's like, I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> that was funny. That's awesome. I just wanted to say that before I forgot. So please continue, Big Johnny B. No, no, no. I'm glad. I, you know, I actually wanted to ask how that went because uh, I was interested in myself. Um, no, other than that. Um, oh, so played a little bit of this new game, which you, if anybody's gaming thing you probably seen uh, called Redfall. Just dropped on Xbox, and it sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, okay, it's it sucks, but it's it's not like it's just like completely unplayable first of all i think most of the bad reviews are coming from pc play which it's not optimized and yeah so it's obviously gonna like run like complete shit but that doesn't go without saying that it doesn't have its own fucking issues it does um easiest case in point is it's vampire borderlands i feel like borderlands could have literally did a vampire dlc and it would have been a thousand times better um there's some cool attributes to it, but like, so like the cutscenes aren't cutscenes; they're motion comics. Don't do that. 
either give me cut either give me cutscenes or just make the character models fucking talk to me and shit in real fucking time. You know what I mean? Because like honestly, it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know. It, it just seems cheaped out, and there's just a lot of glitches, dude. People, you're like the people you'll be playing with. They won't even be running. They'll just be straight up like. Shh, across the fucking map just like hey i'm running I love, really fast i love glitches like that though. yeah dude it's just like the 13th came out and there were oh, glitches like tons that. Of glitches. oh it was yeah. stupid um and i'm not saying like it, it's dude obviously it's day one launch new games i i no new game comes out 100 percent, dude like first day anymore because they're too big um so i'm sure maybe with some time it'll get better but like one thing case in point which pisses me off is like so you'll be going to get ammo boxes and they'll all pop up on your screen like grab X to hold, grab, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. But there'll be one which still pops up where everything else does, but it won't let you grab it. Until you get over, like you gotta like find this like secret, you gotta find like her secret spot. And then once you hit that, then the little grab like then you can get it. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? It's the same ammo and shit. Like it's just dumb shit like that. Um I mean, we're still having fun because it's like the wife and I and some friends playing and shit like that. Uh, tried out the new Ghostbusters update. That was cool as fuck still. Oh, you finally got to try that? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I got to do that this week. No, it was good shit. And then I feel like there was one. On, oh, I did start watching Obi-Wan, which I'm Hell very yeah. much enjoying right now. Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta finish fucking. Book. But now I now I need to restart it. Because my wife's pissed that I started it without her. So. <laughs> well, my buddy was like, really? He's like, dude, he's like, you got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. He's like trying not to tell me all these things while like trying to tell me stuff. And I was like, all right, all right, all right I'll watch it. So, yeah. And then um, fucking watch this movie for the not 500th time like Bob, but maybe good like 50th time, I would say for sure. I definitely don't have as many zeros. It's on none of our first watch. Just no, by no, any no. means, dude. But um, there's always stuff I still catch every time I watch it that I might have just missed a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. maybe just not noticed. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to fucking talk about this shit. Let's right do now, it. To which we are going to discuss Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning, which was March twenty second, nineteen eighty five. Great fucking year. Because Johnny D came a month later. Ow. Um, <laughs> Scoobs, you want to give us that plot right now? All right. Five years after killing the hockey mask killer, Jason Voorhees, Tommy Jarvis has grown up in various mental hospitals, unable to get over the nightmares about Jason's return. When Tommy is sent to a rural halfway house in New Jersey for mentally disturbed teenagers, a series of grisly murders begin anew as another hockey mask killer begins killing off all people off all the people at and at and around the residence has jason returned from the dead to restart his killing spree has tommy decided to take over the reign of jason or has someone else mm-hmm. directed by danny steinman the unseen savage streets written by martin kitrosser <laughs> model behavior silent night deadly night five the toy maker wow. david cohen hollywood zap the treasure and and danny steinman Produced by Timothy Silver, The X-Files, and Jane the Virgin. Bobby. <laughs> Starring Melanie Kinneman, Thunder Alley, Best of the Best as Pam Roberts. John Shepard, Thunder Run, The Hunt for Red October as Tommy Jarvis. 
Shavar Ross, What's Love Got to Do With It, Family Matters, as Reggie the Reckless Winter. Uh, Richard Young, Lords of the Deep, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, as Docu... Docu... Dr. Matthew Letter. Uh, Dick Wineend, Paternity, Romantic Comedy, as Roy Burns. Marco St. John, Hard Target, The Punisher, as Sheriff Cal Tucker. Juliet Cummings, Psycho 3, Some Party Massacre 2, as Robin. Jerry Pavlon, Big Trouble, Soul Man, as Jake Patterson. Tiffany Helm, The Zoo Gang, Reform School Girls, as Violet Meringue. Vernon Washington, The Dark, The Last Starfighter, as George Winter. Debbie Sue Voorhees, hmm, where do we know that name from? Uh, Avenging mm-hmm. Angel, Appointment with Fear, as Tina. William Kasky Swahamin, some swan, whatever. Swam. Listen, Swam. Listen, Swam. He didn't, he's not Swam. swimming. He, he swam. 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 Um, as, uh, sorry, Butcher, Baker, Nightmare Maker, War Party, as Duke Johnson. Miguel A. Nunez Jr., Return of the Living Dead, Black Dynamite, as Demon Winter. And the total body count for this film is 19. 22 including dream sequences Chad? nice yeah that's that's one of the new things we added by the way guys you uh, telling everybody out there real quick am i is ethel on here i didn't put her in there on the list no oh, There's a few, I, gonna... I yeah I, I probably should have but it's, it's, I was, it's as i'm reading i'm just like someone's missing <laughs> go ahead continue Hi, Mel. Sorry, waving at Mel. Uh, music by Harry Manfredini. Aces. I. God damn it, Bobby. You fuck. Aces. <laughs> Iron Eagle Three and Amber Story. Cinematography by Stephen L. Posey. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Savage Streets. Edited by Bruce Green. April Fool's Day. Cool Runnings. Effects and makeup by Real FX. Bachelor Party. The Outing. Distributed by Paramount Pictures. Runtime of ninety-two midgets. Rated R for mature audiences. Budget of two point two mil, grossed twenty two mil. Damn, not bad. That, that, that's turning a budget into something right there. Okay, so right off, cost, yep. right off the bat, uh, I got to bring this up because it's been bothering me this whole plot rundown and this whole thing. How many years after Part Four did this take place? Several. No, no. no. What does it say Several. in the description? What does it say in the, the description now? Several. No, it says five. Where did now, you find that specifically? Because I can't, I couldn't find that anywhere online. The five. I just, I just got that off IMDb. The description. Really? Because like everywhere else just has several. It leaves because, it like ambiguous. Here's my issue: if it is five years, that means Tommy's only fifteen. Dude, that 17. dude looks thirty. That's what I'm getting at. At how old was he? I thought he was twelve. No, he, no, he was. He was like ten. Ten. No, no. And this, they, they, and this, they say Tommy was twelve. He's oh, 12? see, I think in the movie it said he was ten. See, they mm-hmm. screwed it up themselves. But whatever. The movie said twelve. But he he couldn't pass for a seventeen-year-old. No, the fuck he can't. My kid looked old as fuck at seventeen. No. You know what? Th- this guy wait, looks like wait, he's wait, got wait. five o'clock shadow. I'm sorry. No. Wait. This is 1985, 17 year old. That's a whole different fucking shebang. Yeah. I feel like Scoobs might have it on that one because I, the, I could. I could believe in him as a seventeen year old. Dude, think about like eighty five, seventeen versus like that's like 
35 now. Yeah, you know but, I mean? Michael yeah. J. Fox looked more like a 17, 18 year old in Back to the Future than this guy. Yeah, but like, Michael J. Fox also looked 17 when that dude was 35 as well. Like, he's kind yeah, of. he looked like a teenager when he was he's in like, Spin City. He's like Matthew Broderick. Like, well, it doesn't really work because they have very, like, young, angelic faces. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I, I know if, I'm still not buying that, that, but fine. But I'm just bringing that up because that just, to me. <laughs> Bro, we fit. always know that one dude in high school that was still of age, but somehow grew like a giant Amish beard in high school oh, i never i was so jealous of that dude because there was always just Me like too i'm just, still jealous how of do that. you do that like, shit, one of my dude? one of my best friends sean anytime we went somewhere like we were in high school and we were at pizza hut and he got served pictures of beer <laughs> that's awesome then everyone carved him he's like 17 and he's getting pictures of beer i was getting his beer you're and- clearly 40 no anyway like i said i'm not buying he's 15 he just looks older but anyway that that was the only thing i just had to bring up right away so i mean yeah dude the def dude def even 17 is a kind of a hard pass but still he definitely he would have had to best but he still had to be a teenager for him to be at that halfway house i would have said 19 at best like push it to the oldest you can go yeah and then you're like okay he's at the because like and obviously, you can't put part six into the concept, but I not always yet, do regardless, because I'm like, yeah, but, you know, continuation. And I'm like, well, wait, how old is he there? And he's macking on the sheriff's daughter, who's, like, clearly 19. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, because yeah. he looks way, I mean, of course. He's I, in his 30s for sure by then, but maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Maybe he's supposed to be late 20s. I now. would say, if well, I mean, for part six, he's definitely got to be, like, 21 or 23. Has to be. I would so, yeah. I'll say 21. I mean, I wouldn't say 30 because at that point, no. I, don't know I was thinking 25, maybe at most, at most. But anyways, we're not talking six. We're talking yeah, anyway, we'll talk we about that. We don't even know how much of a time skip there is between five and six anyway. Uh, right. Yeah, and that's why I was very question on this because I'm glad Bob brought that up right in the get go, because this movie clearly does not state at all. Okay. We just need to say for the record that the Friday, the 13th franchise has the worst timeline. Does yes. it to begin with? Yes. Does well, it? It's, it's yes. one of them. Does it's one, it? It's yes. one of them. It's one of the worst. I timelines. think Halloween takes that flag. No, Halloween actually mm. makes more sense. A lot more sense eh. timeline wise. I don't know about that. Well, what what you, well actually, well, well, no. Halloween. Halloween's that. Okay, Halloween's... I'm, I'm, okay. So when you when you figure it into it and you do the math, like Jason goes to hell ends up taking place in like. 2003 or 2009. If you're going through the the All years right. progression, yeah, I. When I think of like, I I know they are part of it, but they're I don't know nine after anything nine and after I don't I consider just OG eight, like if you're gonna consider that, mark that up with Halloween one through six, like that kind of time. Like I don't know, man. Well, see, but Halloween still makes sense because four is legit. Ten years later, five is one year later. Six is six years after five. They all match up to the actual time they are. Maybe I just hate the way the movies go. Whereas I think Friday Thirteenth. I like how they get. I feel they get kind of better. Yeah, no, the, the, the <laughs> timeline for somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. No, you, no, you're not. But the timeline for Halloween does match up a little better. A lot now better. I feel like, and I could be wrong. This is the first one where, like, even though as violent as this one is. This is the one that starts marking more towards the pull-away kills? Yes, which was, I was going to bring that up because it kind of, and I, like, I've seen this movie a hundred times, at least, and it I never, feel like I remember more scenes of violence. It never annoyed me until watching it last night, where it was just cut away, cut away, I'm like, why? What the fuck? Like, 
when he, when he's killing the greasers in the car, you know, or he, he, you know, puts the machete across the deck and it's just a quick pull away. And then you just see like the blood. Like, mm-hmm. no, what the fuck, man? Come on. It's, it was the MPAA at the time. They were strict on horror movies. Yeah. Well, that's and then, lame. and then, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Cause like, honestly, like you should have seen the ax to the coquette girl's gullet. Like yeah. that's not an issue. Like we've seen that a million times over. We and that's the thing is like we saw the machete to the dude's top of the head, so we could see that impact, but you couldn't see the axe to her stomach. I don't know. Like I said, there's there was more graphic scenes shot that got cut. Oh, which, lot. yeah, that's upsetting. It's always upsetting when we don't get that, and we yeah. never will. I'm not sure. Out of all of them, I'm not sure which was butchered more, this or part seven. Seven, yeah, probably but, seven. I yeah. don't know because there's well, we, we we know what was cut out of seven. We haven't seen what was cut out of five. There was quite a bit. True, but from the the scenes that were cut in seven, you do see a lot of blood. I feel like, dude, like five specifically, like you could have because, like, with the road flare, like it was kind of a quick zoom in. You could have had a way more like holding the hair, fucking shoving yeah. it in the mouth, like way more visceral. I. uh However, though, I want to say this movie, like I said in the beginning, it was cool because for some reason, I always kind of forget. You get to see Dream Jason or Part 4 Jason, whatever you want to call him, more than Roy himself or yeah. our foe Jason. Hmm. Yeah. So so who's the Night killer Ra- in this I, movie? Wait, 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 wait. Not wait. Before we get there. So NECA has the Nightmare Jason as well. Yeah, it is. Of Jason. Uh, remind me again, who modeled... For that nightmare, Jason, on the box. I think it was Bob. And I think Bob also ruined people's sex lives. He did. did. I say it all the time to to people who have it. I said, I have been in your home. You just don't know it. And they look at the box and then they can't get my face out of their mind. I'm like, I hope you're having sex tonight. You're looking at the box. And I'm just like. So okay, I said, I, I've made it into thousands of people's homes faster than any killer ever has. God damn it. I'm going to go hide my box now. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, man. So, all right. So real quick, who's the killer in this movie? Just just it. Just Roy. So we don't see him very long, right? I mean, we see him throughout well, the movie. Right. But I mean, as a hockey masked killer. No, not till the very like third act. Okay, that's all I needed for that question. I'll bring that's what I would. Another... That's what I would say. I'm gonna bring it up in another movie when we get to it. There's a I, reason I know why. Going, but and I and I'm gonna argue that this is Jason. No. And like I say, I feel like Jason's evil spirit, his revenant, whatever <clears> you call it, <throat> is latched onto Tommy because Tommy killed him. He's just kind of shadowing tommy he's like always there and it's obvious because tommy's going a little crazy he keeps seeing jason he's not just imagining he's seeing jason he is actually seeing jason jason's there he's the only one can see him because he's latched onto him and like i said the murders at pinehurst nothing happens until tommy gets there jason's ghost is influencing as soon as he gets there it 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 it, it gets so, into, it, it gets into vic's mind and he that... kills joey and then you know Roy sees the body, and Roy's just absolutely shocked, and just and it, his mind is like a complete blank slate at that moment, which makes it able for Jason to kind of take possession. And you know that, that then at the sense. end, and then at the end, when Roy dies, the Jason Jason spirit oh. latches back onto Tommy, 
which is evident when he's in the hospital. But then if that's all true, then there's another movie that a lot of people hate that they shouldn't if that's a, if that's true to a degree. Well, yes. We'll talk about that when we get there. But yes. So that's what I'm trying to get at. But I like okay. that theory because in one scene in question, and it's actually when Tommy finally shows back up after doing fucking nothing mm-hmm. in the very last act, and he opens the doors and he's like, Jason! And then Roy turns around as like... Exactly, Heather. As if he knows him. And you know what? That would kind of explain that whole interaction of why it would be. Because to me, I'm like, well, Roy wouldn't give two flying fucks if somebody was calling him Jace. I mean, like, even though he's still like. And if you notice, when he 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 turns around and faces Tommy, he recognizes him. Right, and that's what I recognition in his eyes. Yeah, and that's what I thought was kind of because he looks at him, his eyes get real big. Yeah, Yeah, they they do. And and I I mean, while I would love I would love for that to be the case, the sheriff still throws out that he was just copying Jason from a few counties over because he had the articles on him. That's true. With a picture that someone took of him. Yeah. But my question, yeah, which, is I, what, which I never understood, what, those articles. What I don't, yeah. what I don't understand is where did he get those articles from? Because those well, Chris, kill, those murders happened years ago. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, he uh, you could go find him at a what the hell is a what, what the, uh, something flesh? What the fuck is it called? With the uh, old uh, newspapers. God damn it! I can't even think of the name. Microfiche. 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 Yeah. yeah, but it was it well, was they were like the legit newspaper articles though. I mean, it well, maybe yeah. had to find them in some kind of archive. We don't and, know. Yeah. We don't know Roy's backstory. We don't know. Maybe he lived in Crystal Lake during the time of the murders. or You know, because Crystal Lake was only a few counties over. So, who knows? I mean, he may have grown up in, in, in Crystal Lake. He may have known the legends of Jason. You know, maybe he was a he was an obsessed kid that clipped those articles because, oh, shit, this was like our town thing, you know? And if, when he saw his son die, he snapped. And I, I the reason I like this movie so much is because it shows that Anybody can put the mask on and be Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who the fuck you are. But <laughs> you got something to add there, Bobby? Go on, Bobby. No, no, it's not for this movie. That's it. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> oh, God. I will remember funny. all this for down the line. I hope, be sure to watch this episode when we get to that yeah, one. Bobby right, doing that, all I could think of is freaking Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I can and, only and, keep it contained for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, that's see that's where we're talking about this but that's where the contradiction gets in but on this movie itself as far as roy i mean back then you could go find those newspapers at an archives because every town has it yeah every you literally go like the the town hall of the library hey i want to look up newspaper clippings from let's just say five years ago because if this is taking place in jersey jason's known that that's known now after five years. That that's nobody's getting past that. Oh, that would have oh. been more than just Jersey. That, everybody would have. Well, ex- so exactly. So all he'd have to say is, uh, "I'm looking for newspaper clippings on Jason Voorhees." They're not going to say no to him. Yeah. It's everything. I mean, and with him being a paramedic, also, you know, he he. I'm he still said, standing. I'm still standing by my. Theory. No, no, no. And I love, I love your theory. That and, and I love it because it adds to that spiritual aspect of it. And I that's what I want. I want Jason to be the spiritual demon or monster or revenant whatever the fuck he is revenant. that's what i want but of course we have no scorpion, no man. canon scorpion, shit man. Yeah. yeah 
Agreed. Yeah. Well, I, there, I have another theory for that, but again, we say that when we get there. <laughs> All I'm going to say. But That's anyway. how I always took it as. I was just like, yeah, he's a scorpion. He's literally a fucking remnant. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in terms of him getting the newspaper, like I said, that, that anybody could do that, especially so, in 85. All so. right, we're talking about the newspaper. Did you guys, were you guys okay with the exposition dump right at the end like that? Yeah. Personally, I kind of wish we got a little bit, maybe more from Roy's, maybe like initial look on his son. Something more. Like, we know what the fuck's going on. So we could see all the little tid points of where they're putting Roy. And you're like, ah, but it's the first time watching. You know what I mean? Like, you might not quite put okay, that the, together. I, I think the reason for that is the ending wasn't really written. Okay. Yeah. So, when it came to time to, you know, reveal... They are like, why is this dude doing this again? They had to remind the audience of who he was, because nobody recognized him from just showing his face. Yeah. So yeah that's why that's, he had an exposition like that. And that's kind of, like... I mean, yes, you can see the shock on his face when he initially sees his son dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that. But I feel you only really know to pay attention to that once you've already watched the movie. After you know the big twist, yep. Right. So that's why I'm just saying, like, I wish there was maybe just a little bit more nuggets of something there. Maybe they dropped his last name. And that's why you can at least, like, keep seeing, like, close-ups of, like, Roy's badge. So you can see the last, I don't know, something, you know? See, I actually, for me, I like the idea of his exposition at the end. Because even though it just still keeps the mystery and then they find out that it is him. It's still that. Oh shit moment of wait, that wasn't, that wasn't, I just didn't know if it was too much of a dump. So I just, I just thought of something with, with Chad's theory of Jason, you know, of Jason entering Roy's body. It could make sense. It could even maybe Jason is the one who went to get, those articles or had those articles or knew where those articles were stashed and was reading about himself or some shit. Could be. It's possible. So wait, so the kid that initially killed the kid, would you say that he also had the Jason spirit or that kid was just Vic, it had to it had could've to been. have been him for could've a little been. bit. Yeah. You could have been influenced like that little that little devil standing on your shoulder. Was it just that or just because like the aura of Tommy in himself, like anybody around him, it kind of affects. Almost I mean, like it, could a be, it, could be, it could be a little bit of both, for all I know. Yeah, you know? Maybe. I just loved all the red herrings that, that you know, the the shots of you know Roy at first when he sees you know the kid or whatever, and the, the camera just stays on him a little bit too long, just and a little then, bit extra. And then you yeah. never know where the fuck Tommy is. So then it's like, fuck, could it be Tommy? Like, could Tommy have snapped? Which I would have loved for that to have no. happened. Okay, so that that was one of the red herrings. Was that? There's another red herring where it's the drifter. Yeah. It was the random drifter and, that's in two scenes. And, yeah. And Victor escaping from the police custody was another red possible red herring. Ooh. See, and like I said, we never see Vic die. Mm-hmm. So no, we never Roy did. killed everybody that had nothing to do with his fucking son's death. And yeah. that's what I said, but like the boys mentioned that motherfucker Ooh. was in custody, so Roy would have had a hell of a time getting to him. Well, See but. now what what you just said, Scoob, kind of also brings me back to the first movie. Pamela Voorhees killed a lot of people who had nothing to do with her son's death. No. Well, yeah, man, it was just fucking. That was rampage, dude. Well, yeah, but that's rampage. what. Well, that's that's what it is for Roy at this point. 
It's a matter of you're all at this place. You still somehow let it happen. Yeah, but I think Pamela was already Pamela was already kind of crazy having to, you know, raise Jason on her own and, you know, having to deal with, with that mental stress of having a kid in his situation and mm. him already being picked on in camp and, you know, killing initially the two, you know, the counselors back right. in the 50s. To so get she was down. already she was already fucking bad shit crazy. So the camp opening back up triggered that but PTSD next. and. But True, the, but, but the trigger for killed, Roy is she, still a death. Right, she still I mean. killed those two initial after the death of her son. And then obviously Roy, his son was special needs too. Yeah. But he did the more of like, yeah, we're going to dump this kid off. He still tried to watch him from afar. Yeah. But, you know, he there didn't. There was a lot of special needs kids in here, especially uh, Junior. Going back to the whole, <laughs> going back to the whole Pamela Bro. killing those two. Going back to Pamela killing those two. Was there more than, than that that she killed? In the in like what fifty nine? Yeah, I don't think two so. that we, we know of. That. Yeah, two that we know. That's never of. really specified. Yeah. You think that she wouldn't have stopped at just those two? I think she did that so they would close the camp, reopen it. So there probably was more every time they tried to reopen. I always just figured like one of those were the lifeguards that weren't watching. Them, so that's why <laughs> they probably both were those down. Yeah, or that, or possibly or she just too. caught them having sex and knew that's why her son. Right, died that was quit. the trigger. It was like, was how dare you, you sons of bitches? Like my kid <laughs> just died. Like what the fuck? But yeah, so and then for Roy, it's you literally killed his son. You he knew that was his son, obviously. But it, for him, the trigger was right then and there. The only difference but is his was over years. But it just kind of doesn't make sense, though, because, like I said, he killed everybody except the people that were at or the person that was actually at fault. Now, those other people that were around him, Roy doesn't know if they took care of him. He doesn't know if they were fucking bullying him or not. He doesn't know anything except that his kid died and this person killed it. Okay, now, but for just me... As a father, I'd go after, regardless of the fucking cop or not, or in in, in police custody, I would have figured something out. Now, okay, of course, just, for the movie. You that know. could also lead, lead, lend more evidence to my theory where it's Jason possessing, whereas, you know, Roy would want to go after the person that killed his son, and Jason just wants to kill anybody and everybody in sight. And Roy possessing would make sense, especially because he burst through the fucking door Rage like bro, fucking Jason. Jason. And, and through Gramps, hocked, hocked Grandpa like a shot put yeah. through a fucking window. And, and yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, adrenaline will not fucking do that. I don't give mm -hmm. a fuck how pissed you are, I don't care how much fucking adrenaline you have pumping through your veins. You ain't bursting through a motherfucking door like that. Uh, here's my here, Here's my other uh, issue, also, speaking of which. So, we know about, you know, the 20 minutes in this movie or whatever, people start dying. The cops the next day see those two guys on the side of the road. They were killed. I love how the cops are just not like the guy just goes, looks like we got a maniac on the loose and nobody's thinking in their head like we just had a problem in the county over five years ago. Yes, he's dead. But why are we not taking a bigger initiative to be like, we really got to nail this shit? Well, because he's dead and they... <laughs> But still, a maniac on the loose five years after one is gone, you would still be like, "Have we improved?" No, well, I think if you, I think that's they they wanted to do that, and the mayor said no. Mayor was a cock. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, horrible. Um, and those fifty greaser guys, like eighties, was such a weird love for the fifties, dude. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't remember. 
Hold on. Anybody in the 80s. Dressing like that? Yeah. My uncle. Now, I'm sure there was. Really? My, like, yeah, my uncle was a greaser in the 80s. I was yeah. saying, I'm sure there was. De- I mean, dude, there's definitely greaser culture in Japan now still. But like. I, one, of my, one of my good friends still dresses like that. Yeah? In 2023. Yeah. There you go, man. Whatever, man. You find a style you like. Yeah. I dress like Fred Durst from 2003, so it's all good, dude. Like, <laughs> you know. If I still had my if I still had my uh, blonde Ooh-ha! bleach blonde spiky hair, I'd have my Dave Williams going on from Drowning Pool. Yeah, there <laughs> you, you look go. Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> hey, going to Flavor Town. All right. Um, let's see. What do we want to see about this movie? All right. So we talked about the greaser dudes, which yeah, that aesthetic is just. I gotta go. Memorable. And who goes and takes a crap in the middle of the fucking woods with no toilet paper? Nasty ass <laughs> son bitch. Wait, I thought he was just taking a piss. No, oh, he no. says go I gotta go crap. take a crap. He does. <laughs> really? Yes. Red Ted Ted Tattooie. Red Ted Ted Tattooie. Fix the fucking car. You know what? That to me, the whole reason like that was just so ridiculous is because that dude had to kill time on film while they were setting up whatever they were setting yeah. up off the offside. Yeah. And they were just like, yo, man, just, just hum a tune. I'll come, come up with something. Okay. Yeah. Red Ted Ted Tattooie. Come on, fix my fucking car. Either you fix the fucking car or you're, you're a dead man. <laughs> and dude, you walk right by your friend and your friend is face down in the fucking motor. Not moving. Like Yeah, because that's how you work on an engine. Exactly. Take a like, snooze dude. right here. Don't mind. I've I've seen some engine parts are really hard to get to. You have to reach way back. Like yeah, that. but usually you hear somebody swearing. You see a move yeah, a little constantly. Bit. Yeah, you hear an owl fuck. Hey, uh, the guy. The guy but, still had that afterglow of just taking a really good shit. So cut him a little slack. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think he a, did. I don't think he ever had contact with. I don't his think he had own. contact. I think, but I th- I I think he just kept tabs on him. Really. Yeah. Right. He had donkey brains, so they put him in the system. I think he had contact with us some way before, but he might not remember. <clears throat> oh, man. The chocolate all over that dude just looked like poop. Oh, God. Oh, dude. That scene, I, I, that scene always. I hate like, it. Is, it's, it's like. It's so it's gross. It's so cringe. It's so cringe now. When like, he even... came walking out of the house, he had one in his hand and one like in every one fucking pocket. Yes. He had like, yeah. Two here, two here. Bro, he was decked. Like if he had cargo pants, oh my god! He was yeah. he was walking diabetes. Is what he, he was, was. Mister Goodbar. He would have got, died in a few years anyways. So. I got two chocolate bars. Don't tell the girls. But you got more than two. He did. He oh, had man. one. It's so gross. But yes, that is that intro is. Uh, it definitely doesn't hold up with the times per se. <laughs> but no. you know the the intro of the you know the the way I mean, the movie works. starts. The oh. way the movie started was great. Yeah, you know so we like, get to see Corey Feldman back at it again. They, I think they filmed that in his backyard. If 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 I remember hearing that somewhere, I've heard it was his backyard. And I heard it was his neighbor's backyard. So I don't yeah, know, maybe they filmed it, it in a backyard. It could, it could be like a filming, shared backyard. He was filming Goonies. At yes, time? He, was doing Goonies. he was filming Goonies. That's so why he, he couldn't. He was. They originally wanted him to come back and do this. But he couldn't because he was doing Goonies already. So yeah. when he had a break in filming for that, he had a weekend free that he could do this. Yeah. And I loved I loved seeing that version of Jason. I wish they would have made it like a little bit rotted or something, you know, because you see his hand and it's just all clean and that well, keep and in that. mind it's it's a dream sequence. I know so. it's a dream. I know that's, I, I know that's it's also a dream, that's but... also I was sitting there with like, why would they bury somebody that shallow and i was like well it's a dream so yeah you don't really think rationally in dreams so that would make sense that and way. i love how we kind of how that kind of comes to reality in the next one mm-hmm. you know with him but he's the one actually going to fucking but we'll talk about that 
next month. That, that was my other uh, issue, and I still have it now. Roy, I don't know about you guys. Some of you, and I'm not saying you're old, we're here in the 80s. Did anybody else see a cowl of that caliber on a shelf somewhere? A what? The cowl, the cowl that he's like wearing. Hat, his cowl. With his head coming out. Anybody else? No. no. I don't know. Unless oh, no. you work for an effects yeah. company, I don't think you were finding that. That I never understood that part. But I mean, unless he just found a mask, bought it, and cut the face out. Let's That's, just say... Hey, Movie, movie know, ma- masks that exist in movie universes are way better than the masks. Always, have, dude. You know, in I, the stores. look at Michael Myers' mask. Exactly. Spirit Halloween and look at a Michael Myers mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know because <laughs> even on the even on the figure here, like I look at that and I'm like, I wasn't born in the '80s. The only way you found that, because the, the other problem is on that mask he has, it does have the slit for the machete. Yeah, yes. it does. It's just it clean. Does. It's just clean. Okay. It's just clean. So going back to the whole Michael Myers thing. Okay, so I, that's what always gets me in, especially in um, part four, where he go, they go into the drugstore and there's all those nice masks. Like, I was in drugstores in 1988. It was they not. Have, they did not have good masks like that. No, nope. fuck. It no, was dude. those hard plastic fucking masks that you couldn't fucking breathe in. You had to fucking take them off because your face was covered in fucking sweat. Yep. And they're usually like cutting into your nose. Yeah, or, or right here on your mouth. Like yeah. on your you, mouth. You like, could get masks like that from a legit co- uh, Halloween mask, like a costume shop. You weren't getting those in a fucking drugstore in 1980. Or if you stuck your tongue through the little slit and it got stuck in you. Ah! Oh, oh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Did that all the time as a kid. Brody says, what kind of mental place lets the patients have weapons? Well, I think they were very selective. With, and, and maybe, like, Chad's idea is starting to make more sense now because maybe Vic didn't have that kind of mental issue and he was able to use maybe he, he had some kind of like aggression issue well, or something, I'm not but sure he used what, it. Yeah. what weapons is Brody talking about because he, he had the axe he was chopping wood yeah he yeah. had the axe he was chopping wood but maybe he didn't have or maybe that that, that was, was a, that part of really his a weapon per se that was a tool they needed to chop firewood that was yeah right yeah. but I feel like it's uh, this is like, I don't think they like were allowed weapons I don't think they were allowed weapons because the first thing Tommy did when he got in his room was he took his uh, pocket knife and hid it under his mattress yeah Hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I would just take it as more as because this these kids aren't like, you know, they're not like full on loony bin. Okay, they just they just have some issues, obviously some distress and shit. Two reasons: one, it was the eighties, man, and two, what was different? Gun racks two? and trucks, and bro. Two, America, America, no. fuck yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. But Heather's not wrong either because we didn't. Uh, with Silver Shamrock, weren't they in a gas station? Yeah, definitely. Uh, fucking... uh, okay, but no, those, not... those masks were, yes. would be more believable than the uh, the Michael Myers one. Those I could actually see because they weren't like it was. I just know, a they were pretty, still pretty you know, solid. They were, but but obviously that dude wanted to mass distribute them bitches. So <laughs> that's true. But I, uh, I I love this movie. This movie it, it gets a lot of hate. A lot of people shit on it because oh, it's not Jason. It's not Jason. But that's why. Mm. I love it. Never mind. It's that's one of the more sol- it. it's one of the more solid entries, and I would put yeah. this above most of them. I would definitely put it above Part Seven any any day of the week. And I people like love Part, part seven. seven. See, Part Seven is a nostalgia thing for me. Yeah, and I can fully admit Same, that. But this one, this one stands no, 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 the no, like, time better than Part Seven does. No, it does. You're 100 percent right because I watch Part Seven now. And the little kid inside me is like, fuck yeah, because this is the first one I saw. And I like redheads with big titties. Yeah. But, uh, part five is the first one. Part five is the first one I definitely remember seeing. 
at least the, oh, the okay. first uncut one I've seen. I think I might have seen part two on basic like TV or whatever at some point before that. But yeah. part five is the first one I watched. We rented. That's the first one I saw from beginning to end. Nope. Part seven was my aunt had it specifically. She only had that one on VHS, but I remember like just growing up as a kid, like, I want to watch this. And you know, part seven, I love, I love part seven because that's when we get the hulking Jason, you know, Kane was so like shoulder breathing, shoulder shoulder breathing. Yes. Like dude. And everybody does that now. And everybody does the fucking, you know, what as a cosplayer, you know, for me, I always have to tell myself, don't do the fucking arm thing. Like, no. you know, everybody does the fucking arm thing. Like, it only works for Kane. Kane is the <laughs> only one that can fucking do that. Uh, uh, going with Heather's comment, Heather, the reason why I'm frustrated is because if that theory stands true for this movie, it makes another one in this franchise, which a lot of people hate, and yet they love this. Not people in this chat, but there's people that are like, I love part five. Well, what about a certain other one? Oh, it's trash. I'm like, well, I think you, I'm like you for completely me... different reasons. Yeah, for different reasons, though. First of all, bro, he same, doesn't but... look like he has a testicle head in this one or any <laughs> of the, the other. Yeah, ones. but the problem is, it's not, a, no, he's no. not wearing a <laughs> Canadian tuxedo, and he's not. I could keep going. But list and but 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 it's still Jason. But then we're gonna say he's getting possessed. in this one action too? ninja moves and sound effects. No, no, no. We got ninja moves in this one. Yes, we certainly but did. Not, n- not like <laughs> sound effects of like flipping and all this other fucking <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. You a... got some, you got some good punching and kicking sound effects. Not like that, but they were up there. I'm just saying, man. If Jason can possess and shit, dude, Tommy would definitely be the fittest motherfucker to get in right by dude, the end because that dude that, is fucking. He was ripped in this movie, literally yeah. ripped. Like that's why One, it's like, wait, how old is this dude? That's what, what? I mean. And he's sitting there and he's taking those pills and you see him in the mirror like, holy shit, dude's gonna fucking sit. They were steroids. They were fucking steroids. That's what they were. They weren't crazy pills. <laughs> so he wasn't angry. He had roid no, rage. He had roid rage. That's all it was. So uh, can we talk about one of the saddest deaths? And that's, um, oh my god, what the hell was his name? It was the dude that had the stutter. Um, oh, oh yeah. like His death was sad, dude. No, he was like, oh, damn, dude. He got laughed at for trying to shoot a shot. And then that he got told to piss off. And he got told to piss off when he's trying to after. talk. talk she to somebody felt bad after and went back to. I, I think she would have given him a second chance had he not taken that meat. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it would have been a second chance. I would have been. I think like I'm sorry. I reacted with that way, but you're not my type. That's what it would. I think that's really. I mean, really she was cool. topless, so I figured she was open for it. But that well, was she's her also, bed, right? I think the that the, was in his bed. Like she I think the reason she laughed as hard as she did is the way he worded it and no, i want to make love with you and that's just a weird way to say it well he also probably doesn't know how to say it true i mean it kind of caught get... her off guard hey at least, yeah but he had the balls to say it so did i give him have all that sex in this movie yeah well, yeah uh, well yeah yeah yeah. well other than, them, other, than yeah, no. other than that other than that uh no no and uh, if you had and if you had the three minute scene you I wouldn't mean, need anyone else Definitely. Mm. I mean, at some point, Demon and his lady did for sure before they died off. But and the cokeheads were going to. There was clearly. a lot of crap taken in this movie. There was. There was. Some you know damn Jen, enchiladas. Jen, 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 Jen was yelling at him. She's like, "Will he just get out of the goddamn bathroom?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Well, if she didn't come over and fucking interrupt him and just let him do his business, he probably would be going." I'm like, first of all, I'm like. 
he's in the second stage of the poop. She's like, what are you talking about? But like, he got the first brunt out. That's when you see the. <laughs> like now he's got to wait for the settle and then the stomach to release the second extra little small package. Well, that always he, holds I, out 20 minutes later. I can see the look on your wife's face just going. No, really? she just she's like. Is this you? And I was like, yes, exactly. This is all these. <laughs> you can't, you don't want to be in there 20 minutes later. You got to get it all out. That way you're get just it out. good. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'm in there 20 minutes because, you know, TikTok takes over. No, no, yeah. no. Like, you don't want to go in there quick and then have to be back in there 20 oh, minutes later. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You didn't take care of it in the time. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm sometimes the same way when I got to take a pee. I'm like, <laughs> is it all out? Nah, there's a little more drop there. What are you, oh, fucking dude. 80 years old? <laughs> I no, drink a lot of listen, water. I Listen, I've done the Austin Powers movie before. See? I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? How am I pissing this goddamn much, dude? <laughs> you just, like, that's one of those days where you drink more water than you ever expected. Like, you're like three times down the amount that you normally would be. And you're just fucking... It's one of those ones where you got to switch hands on the wall because yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it, dude. Sometimes yeah. I got to put both up there and just let it dangle. Like, let me know when you're ready, big guy. I'm going straight for the middle stall, just to fucking <laughs> assert dominance and then fucking double hands the wall. <laughs> Goddamn. All right. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, continuing fuck. on. Um, I don't know. Hey, what's up, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's called the shit show um Fuck i think day, we dude. need to bring in a certain someone here to right, yeah we, we could hear from the dkb because we're about an hour in and he hasn't been in yet Fuck yeah. it, hey, thanks bob we are right yeah we owe him that all right so unfortunately he couldn't be live with us today but he did send us in a video so thank him for that and we'll get to that right now well, howdy fucking duty there, folks. It's your DKB back for another episode of Grow and More. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Friday the 13th, part five. Uh, yeah, sorry if my review is a little bit short this week. I'm just currently on holidays at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be also very biased about how much I appreciate this film. And look, I will admit it's not a masterpiece or a perfect film. It has its fucking flaws, most definitely. But this was the very first film that introduced me to the Friday the 13th franchise. This is the very first film that I'd seen, so obviously it drew me in. I was loving what I was seeing, and that rest is history, so yeah. So I like how it's definitely a um, more Betake on a Scooby-Doo episode of this whodunit slasher-esque type film um, with bulk amounts of fucking violence and fantastic practical effects. Effects have spread it out through comedic elements between the characters themselves. For an example, obviously Ethel and her man baby son. Just the dialogue between them two is absolutely fucking fantastic. And when the violence um, takes those two out of creative kills, even they somewhat feel funny at times as well. It all comes down to the blocking from the director um, and how he was able to achieve that, and I think it worked extremely well. So, yeah, uh, as for the kills, as I was saying before, I think they're fucking absolutely incredible. They're brutal as fucking creative. Uh, I think this is the f uh, film in the Friday the 13th franchise that has the most kills out of the whole lot. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they were definitely going hard with this film, and that's awesome. That's all I could ask for with a film like this. So I actually enjoyed the twist of this film. When I seen it as a kid, it blew me away. Uh, I really didn't see it coming because I wasn't looking too much into films, especially back then. Um, right. But now that I've gone back like and seen it, yeah. um, they laid on pretty thick at the start of the film, especially when that um, uh, when one of the kids die and then this other character comes in and you just see it written all over his face. You're like, ah, oh, 
I really should have picked up on that at the start of the film. They just rubbed that right in my face. But I still think it works today. If um, you just sort of go in blind, not knowing anything about this film, uh, you just want to have a fun time with it, and you're just like, yeah, you know, I still think it's effective. And that's definitely what helps create that whodunit slasher film. I think it's fantastic. When you go back and watch the first four, and then you see this film, and then you're like, ah, yep, no, nah, I definitely understand. So, yeah. So I really like the visual representation of Jason in this film. It's very simple and yet somewhat effective for me personally. Um, having gone back and watching the other Jason films with the hockey mask, I think this one's definitely far more superior in terms of look to them. For me, that's just my opinion. That's a hot take, I know. But uh, like I was saying, it just comes back to that nostalgia. Very first film I watched, I honestly thought this was Jason. I thought this was the Jason uh, until I watched the other films. Anywho, moving on to the portrayal of Jason, I thought it was done absolutely fucking fantastic, uh, especially, like I keep saying, when you see the twist at the end of the film, you go back and re-watch this film, and how the actor himself was able to portray Jason in the mindset of, like, revenge. That, like, I thought the body posture and the movements were actually pretty goddamn fucking intimidating, especially the scenes and how the director was able to frame the actor playing Jason in this film, and just that, you know, staunch and overall presence of fear and intimidating his victims. I thought it was done absolutely wonderfully throughout the director's vision uh, with this film and how he was able to block those scenes. Good shit, good shit indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoy this hockey mask. I think it's definitely one of the best of the franchise. I like the overall tone and shape of it to fit the actor's head. I do I like, like the, the simple and little blue yes, strokes on its cheeks. And if you don't like it, you want to fucking start shit. Come on, motherfucker. I'll fucking go. You fucking go. So a huge shout out to the actor portraying Tommy in this film, who I thought done a fucking fantastic job. Um, you know, definitely capture that realism of a young lad suffering from mental illness, a few fucking head demons yeah. happening, and how he was able to showcase that, bring that to life through the character itself. Dealing with such heavy too. fucking themes. Uh, and I like how he he was able to reflect that in certain scenes throughout the characters, like, sorry, sharing the scenes with the characters that really felt like he had distanced himself from the rest of the cast and crew. And then just sort of come in and did his shit to really capture that realism. But I would love to hear from the actor himself and, like, you know, just tell us from his own personal thoughts of how he was able to bring that to life because I thought it was captured extremely fucking well. So, yeah, basically, if you haven't seen this film, I encourage you to go out and see it. It's definitely an underappreciated gem. A lot of people fucking shit on it because of the twist. And when you see the twist, you'll definitely understand what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, it's not to be taken too fucking serious. It's just a fun movie with bulk violence and awesome shit happening throughout the entire film. It's funny. It's entertaining. I mean, it's everything that a horror film has and fulfills Everyone my expectations. Joke. Um, despite all that nostalgia. Get if em. I never had any of that nostalgia, I'd still enjoy this film for what it is. It's a little bit different to the other films. Um, well, it has different elements about it than the other films, at least. So, yeah. Um, Moore score. I'm going to have to give this a Gormore score. I really fucking enjoy this film, and I'm going to give it a 4.4. Oh, wow. Yeah. He went higher than I DKB signing out. I hope you motherfuckers have a good evening, and I will catch you next week. Cheers, gentlemen. Ah.
All right. Thank you, Brody. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. 4.4. He went higher than I expected. I, I thought he was going to go 4.2. Yeah. Okay. Well, although he is right. Tom Morgan did do a yeah. damn good job as the poster damn. and regular James. Nice. Like, I, like I said, the music, especially in the hallucination scenes, really helps. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's You don't really notice it so much when you're watching a movie. But if you get a chance, get a copy of The Isolated Score by Harry Manfredini. Um, La La Land Records has it. You can find it on, you know, I think um, Amazon. You can stream it on Spotify. But he did a really amazing job with the score. And there's like these these little um like vocal parts during the hallucination scenes where it just you can just feel like it was meant to convey the uh, the, the the mental you know, damage in Tommy's just brain. Like mental break. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I prop my hands down the best score out of all of them. And this is actually, believe it or not, the first full score he did since part two. Part three and part four, he only did... All rehash, he, right? Yeah, most of it was rehash. He did a few new tracks, and that was it. No yeah. shit. Yeah. And then part six was also a complete... Part six was all new. Then seven yeah. and eight, they had Tom Mullen. Uh, Fred Mullen. Fred Mullen, sorry, yes. And then they went back to Manfredini for the rest. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Thank you once again, Brody, for... Uh, yes. And you know, I'm glad you brought up the mask because that was one thing we didn't talk about. And yeah, man, I like the different sh- color chevrons. Yep. And I like the different shape of it, almost a little oversized. And that was supposed to be another clue that this wasn't the real Jason. Which I feel like that was the most dead giveaway. You're like, yeah. wait a minute. That's not the red. But I, I, I love the look of the mask in this. Yeah, one. it's a, it's it a, great, is, it's actually, a, it's a good looking mask. I think they used one of the stunt masks to recolor this one. And then this mask that's on Hallucination Jason is the part four mask. Yeah, that would, I mean, that makes sense. Um, I will say what's a little my nerd tidbit, but in MKX, dude, when they had uh, Jason, his alternate had a Roy mask, and I fucking loved it, dude. It was more, it was chromed out. But it had the blue fucking chevrons, dude. I love. So it was like I don't even remember in the that game in the Friday that. 13th game. Like I, lo- I, I would play. He was one Roy of the main the ones time. that they start you right <laughs> off with, though. Yeah. It's either what him and him or Pun- no. Well, maybe after the update, I remember playing it before the update when you only had two. When I first got six, it, I think I don't remember. When I first got it, it always it was like Roy. Then I think maybe part three and two. I don't remember, but I remember when I first got it. I got it the day it came out on a physical copy, and oh, yeah, uh, I, I and they didn't have the part five update yet. And I, what, <laughs> one of my favorite glitches of the game was uh, in Pinehurst. If you were playing as Jason in Pinehurst, you go into the actual Pinehurst house and hit the wall with any of your weapons, and these rainbow sparks would just fly everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <It was> hilarious. <laughs> Man, I can always still ever think of that stupid video of uh, all the chads dancing. <laughs> that's so funny. Like it'll never not be in my memory. That dude. is hilarious. That's the best. It's like Friday Thirteenth game. Insert that. <laughs> but I remember another one of my favorite glitches, and I don't even remember taking the whole video of this for the whole match. But somebody glitched just as they were getting killed by Jason. So you see their dead, their dead counselor body like this, like you were getting choked. But they're still alive, and the body is just floating around. <laughs> it's like it's like that old lady in House on Haunted Hill. That oh, shit. God. Mm-hmm. The, there was, I think, my favorite glitch is. Uh, the it just says it I still does me. that rainbow sparks glitch too. By the way, oh, oh shit! There was one that we were playing with, and I think it was 
I thought somebody was supposed to be part four, but it like mutated somehow and it was like spawned part nine. Dude, one of the but cool- then it like but it didn't have a mask, so it just looked like this weird blob testicle thing. Like <laughs> the cool- okay, no no joke. One of the coolest glitches I saw, and this was at the end of the match when Jason's walking back to the shack, was his body was literally just like body parts. Like there's his his shoulders like this big eyeball and stuff. I have like one small screenshot of it. That happened twice, and it was the coolest thing. <laughs> so many of them, dude, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I should, man, I should really download this shit on PC so I can play, like, the fucking, all, like, the newer, like, the updated Uber Jason's Jason, yeah. yeah, dude. I need to, oh, I need to put it in my system and just play it again. It's been a minute. Um, alright, so, I feel like we've discussed pretty much a lot of the shit that we can discuss right now. Yes. Because we're yes. obviously an hour. We'll discuss more once we get to our main questions. Mm-hmm. Spread yeah. them um, cheeks. Yeah, so spread them cheeks, Chad. Eddie. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to pick and choose because I've got like five pages of behind. Holy, the scenes. Yeah. pick and yeah. choose your favorite, one. your favorite <laughs> eight. So, uh, oh, that's favorite gonna be hard eight. To do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know we already touched on some of this. So, Friday the 13th producer Frank Mancuso Jr. didn't get on with the film's director at all. Uh, Mancuso called him a pervert and called the film a softcore porn sex movie rather than a slash horror film. Not wrong in a lot of ways. Wait, okay, was I, he talking about vengeance? Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Anyways. Okay, uh, I think we mentioned I think we mentioned our last episode that Ted White was offered the chance to play Jason in this but turned it down and regretted that decision. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, we already talked about Feldman. Uh, without counting laughing or yelling, the Tommy Jarvis character says only 24 words throughout the entire film. So he doesn't speak a lot at mm-hmm. all. But you can see everything in his face. And yeah. He portrayed that very well. <coughs> right, he definitely oh, was dealing with some shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy's opening dream was different in the original script and arguably made him seem more of a suspect later on. It opens as a continuation of the ending of the previous film as a young Tommy is taken to the same hospital as Jason's corpse. Then, in a sudden fit of psychotic rage, he winds up attacking half the hospital staff tried to get to the morgue to finally find the body uh, when Jason suddenly rises from the autopsy table. Immediately after this, the adult Tommy wakes up in the van and route to the Pinehurst house. That sounds cool as fuck. That would have been cool as shit. Yeah, that would have been that's, fucking wicked. That's the opening they would have used if Feldman wasn't busy filming Goonies. Oh, uh, I mean, what we got was cool nonetheless. Don't get me yes. wrong. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Definitely. But that sounds Somebody make it happen on AI. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God, dude, that's uh, that's not good. No, because <laughs> you know all those movies that we come up with at the end of these shows, dude. That's what I'm saying. I cannot dude, ten wait. years. I cannot wait until AI is like, hey guys, so you know this would have been cooler if this happened. Check out what I did on AI. But then you're like, yo, bro. but like, yo, AI, fuck you. Like, I want to be in one of these roles, so you're gonna put me in this role. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's see. What- <sighs> Yo, AI, let's see what big Johnny B would look like as Johnny Cage. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, uh, Melanie Kinnaman claims her favorite scenes in the film are the ones where she's wearing the wet see-through t-shirt. She felt she didn't look good in the film until they turned the sprinklers on. Wait, what? Felt they didn't look good? She felt oh. she didn't look attractive until she had a wet shirt on. Well, I mean, uh, God bless you, ma'am. God I mean, it helps. I mean, I, I thought she was cute before that, so I got yeah i got all right she wasn't she wasn't the greatest but she wasn't i feel like the 
I mean, it is, I don't know what it is, man, but like, wet woman is just hot. Mm-hmm. That, that's like I said, you know, when it comes down to the most attractive character, it's going to be hard to pick because there are a lot of beautiful people in this movie. And I feel like we're all going to have a different pick entirely. I, I feel like John and I will probably be the same. I would think, th- I'm thinking that too, but we'll see. Maybe. I might have a curveball for y'all. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay, let's see. Where else can we go with this? Um, Kim mentioned that it took nine trips to the MPAA before it finally got an R rating. Before that, there was some of their graph, the graphic sex and violence got it an X rating. Oh, this is what I was telling. This was telling about. It got an X rating. Holy yeah. shit! The yeah. scene of Lana and Billy was originally written for Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, but for reasons unknown, wasn't used and put into this film instead. Now that doesn't mean that that actual scene was. Like those two characters, there was a film scene shot for part four that was exactly like this, that for whatever reason, they felt they didn't need it for the movie. So they just kind of reused it and remade it for this movie. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I appreciate that we still got it. Yeah. So. Gave us extra titties. Wait, who? What did her whole family disowned her because of that scene? Who? The rain scene? That's, I'm guessing it was the rain scene. That was what we were talking I was about. Say, well, yeah. Which I don't understand why. It's not like she was running around fully naked with her bush yeah, hanging that, out. Yeah. No, oh, man. Yeah. Like what? You could kind of see your boobs through a wet top. But yeah. there was a never mind. There was a woman with her boobs all the way out, and that woman didn't get disowned. There was a couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, but no. Uh, okay, so going anyway. back, the moment when Lana looks in the mirror, bares her breasts, and cries, "Showtime" is not in the original script. Uh, the actress Rebecca Wood had recently seen uh, all that jazz, in which uh, Roy Scheider's character does something similar. She told the director about her idea and he loved it. All right. So she wasn't even originally supposed to show her titties. (laughs) (laughs) God bless you and your amazing ideas, man. (laughs) Right? Uh, This is the first film in the entire series where Jason is actually referred to by his full name, Jason Voorhees. In part one, two, and four, he's only referred to as Jason while he is not referred to by name at all in part three. That's true. He's he's not. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. God, I'm so glad they didn't keep that rape scene in three. Same. Oh God. I don't know why. Like that. Just where my that's where the my implication of it was enough. For real, dude. Because yeah. you're just like, wait, how did she get back to her house? What the fuck just happened? What? We're not going to talk about that. Just keep going on. (laughs) Um, uh, New Beginnings editor Bruce Green had previously been an assistant editor to future Oscar winning editor Michael Kahn on both Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Kahn put his neck on the line for Green, offering to edit a new beginning for free if the producers didn't like the job that Green did. Wow, that's pretty. That's ballsy. That is very ballsy. It's a lot of editing, potentially. <laughs> After this film, director Danny Steinman was lined up to direct a further five movies, but they all fell through. He was involved in a horrible bicycle accident that almost killed him not long after A New Beginning was released, and he spent years recuperating from it and never returned to filmmaking despite many attempts. That's oh, why sh- I don't ride a bike. Shit. Okay. Um. Damn. Like, how fucked up was that accident that he had to recuperate that long? Maybe he got hit by a car. I and think so. he had to have something like yeah. that. Like, that car had to have been going at a high rate of speed, too. Yeah. 
Uh, Juliet Cummings, who played Robin, was a U.S. Olympic gymnast for 14 years before getting into acting. Hmm. And none of that was used for this movie. What the none fuck? None at all. They, they wasted opportunity. I, we, you, Terrible. you could have wrote a scene real quick. They're like, all right, we need you to do them gymnastics. Here. Yeah, do some gymnastics <laughs> shit. And you got chest for right. it. Right. Ah, uh, that'd be too derivative of part three, though. This yeah. movie's derivative of some other movies, but we're just going to leave that alone. This is true. Uh, according to director Danny Steinman and co-stars Javar Ross, Dominic Brascia, and Debbie Sue Voorhees, there were a few minor problems with lead actor John Shepard being standoffish during the shoot. A malfunction ring machine that held up filming of the finale and makeup effects having to be cut or worked around during editing after Paramount deemed them subpar, but production otherwise wasn't too problematic. On the other hand, Shepard himself, lead actress Melanie Kinnaman, Co-star Dick Wyand and stuntman Tom Morgan have alleged that Steinman spent most of the shoot binging on cocaine and veered between being verbally abusive to most of the cast and so high off his ass that the cinematographer had to direct certain scenes, certain scenes only cleaning up his act on days when Ross's mother was on set. Oh, shit. It was the Damn. 80s. It was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was on cocaine. Yeah, but to say that he was the one that was mainly doing it, I I don't know why I'm not surprised. I, don't, I just I'm not. Sounds like the set of fucking Maximum Overdrive. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, the oh dude was the porn. The dude directed porn before this. So what do you expect? Yeah, explains a lot. You know what though, man? But like, how many people directed porn before they went to horror? Wes Craven. A lot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, reportedly, Darcy DeMoss was originally hired for the role of Tina, we all know this, but she was fired after refusing to perform the nude scenes required for the role. But according to DeMoss in an interview, she said she backed out of the project when the director asked her to take off her shirt and show her breast during her audition. DeMoss would later appear in the next installment, where she also refused to appear topless, even though she had said she had no issue with nudity. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be. that would feel very... Like, why? Like, why does that need to be in the audition? They're like, well, we need to see your boobs. Got to make sure there's not one, like, lopsided. I don't know. (laughs) You just have to make sure you don't have three nipples. All right. Hey, man. Marky Mark's done topless scenes, and he's got that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dick Warlock was the stunt coordinator on A New Beginning. He's also known for playing Myers in Halloween 2. During the filming of A New Beginning, Warlock and fellow stuntman Tom Morga, who played as Jason and stunt double Dick Wyand, both posed for pictures on set dressed as Jason and Michael Myers, respectively. And I think we've all seen those pictures. Uh, I like how he says he was a stunt double, yet if you look at Dick Wyand's body language and look at Tom Morga, it's They're all not, Tom. It's, yeah. it's, it's all Tom Morga. He's not a stunt double. He was. So I, He was I watched- Jason in the mask. He was the hallucination. The only time Dick Wien was used was was the Roy Roy and when we saw the face at the end yep well I I watched the behind the scenes on on the blu-ray and they were talking to 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 Dick or not to um Jesus Christ the fuck to Tom yeah no no, to Tom and Dick (laughs) and uh they were Dick was saying you know he didn't understand why Tom wanted to learn the way he walked and the way he moved and they they had to explain to him that as a stuntman he needed to move and and walk like him so that the scenes weren't off. So they ended up just using. I, I I watched that same thing. Yeah. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Oh right. shit! What up, Big Ed? 
What's up, What's up sir? Uh, during the filming of the scene where Tommy sees Jason outside of his window, as Tom Morgan is standing there on set as Jason, Morgan was not seeing actor John Shepard, who played Tommy from the window, Tommy from the window as it's shown in the film, but was actually seeing Dick Warlock in the window, mooning him. Yep. <laughs> Dick, Dick Warlock tells that story. He's like, I'm up in the window by the camera. I'm mooning him. That's a nice little Halloween I think, shot. Right I there. think they even brought that up in the uh, in that behind the scenes, didn't they, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. They also That's it's awesome. in uh Crystal Lake Memories too. <laughs> Dick Warlock was laughing his ass off. <laughs> That's awesome. What else we got, Chad Daddy? Okay. <laughs> the only cast members who knew the killer was Roy the Paramedic were Melanie Kinneman, John Shepard. Uh, stuntman Tom Morga, and of course Dick Wyan. However, when it came time for, to film the big reveal, they all knew the twist ending was horrible. In fact, they filmed Roy's death scene twice. No one believed the audience would be able to just see the unmasked man and instantly remember him as the paramedic. That's why, like we said, they did the exposition there scene at the end. Big old dump dump. All right. Ethel's death scene was originally more graphic. There was a prosthetic head made that showed the machete forcefully destroying her face. It was deemed too graphic by the MPAA, and the shot was removed. Damn it. Boo. I wonder if any of this stuff still exists. I don't think it does. Or we would have seen it. Get Variant Steve on the phone. Damn you, Variant Steve, you son of a bitch. You get all the cool movies. In the rest of the series, and during most of part five, the chant can be heard when the murderer is nearby. This is symbolic of Jason telling Mrs. Voorhees to kill Mom Kill. However, in the final scene, you can hear the chant, which is symbolic of Tommy's psyche telling him to kill Tommy Kill. I think uh-huh. had the, I think had this movie been more successful, that's what the next movie would have really been. Dude, I would have I would have okay dug that. that like uh, that flip of the script. Been I would like, I would have yeah. too. But then again, I love but, part six. But it was the perfect setup. Like I said, it was the perfect setup mm-hmm. that anybody could be Jason. They, anybody could they, don the mask. They even tossed around the idea of Reggie being the killer in the next one. And yeah, he he said he's like they offered us part six, but they were going to kill me off, and he just goes. Nope. Hmm. I don't know, man. I still would have. I think Tommy going nuts. This movie been... did it better than fucking Halloween ends. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't even compare. Anything's better than Halloween ends. Yeah. But I'm saying with them, you know, but they could have set it up where Corey was, you know, just how this movie set up where Tommy could have been the next Jason. Right. That's what could have happened with the fucking last Halloween movie, and I would have fucking loved it that much. I, I they could, but but if they were going to do that route, they should have introduced Corey at least one movie earlier. Right. Well, he should have been in all. He should have should been, have been in the whole trilogy. trilogy. Yes. You know what? Yeah. He should you couldn't even you didn't even need him in the uh, second one. You could have had him at the first one, like at the dance or something like that. If he was that same yeah. age group as daughter. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But. What else we got, Chan Daddy? Uh, Rebecca Wood, who played Lana, had a lot of fun filming her death scene to the point where she walked down the street with the axe glued to her head. Wait, she didn't get the axe to the head, though. Wait, what? <laughs> it said to get the point where she walked down the street with the axe glued to her head, but she, well, she might have just had it, but uh, acting like a zombie, causing people passing by to freak out, not knowing if, if a movie was being filmed up ahead. Rebecca stayed. She had a lot of fun laughs doing it. Oh, that's fucking great. That's a, yeah. Maybe she just put a prosthetic on. She might have fucking decided. Yeah, yeah. she might just use the the prop that killed the other guy. Yeah, it works, right? Fuck it. The scene in which Pam attacks Roy with a chainsaw was shot on Halloween night, nineteen eighty four. Huh. 
Awesome. The big surprise at the end of the movie is the reverse of most slasher films. Instead of being shocked by who the killer is, we're shocked by who the killer is not. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. It's not Jason! And it's not Tommy. Right. And finally, just this last little thing that I found just by chance, uh, Tiffany Helm, who played Violet, is the real-life daughter of Brooke Bundy, who played... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part yeah. 3. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. You know, uh, her mom actually talks about in, um, what is it, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, she actually talks about, like, her and her daughter. She's like, my daughter was in Friday 5, and then, you know, we had a little bit of a, a you know, rough patch at that time hmm. with each other, but they, they patched it up way since then and everything. All right. And that's everything. Well, that's not everything. I had more, but I skipped a... Say, like you said, you had five pages. Yeah, five pages. That is cream of the crop right there. Cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we are on to the main questions. Gentlemen, what format did you watch this on? Screen Factory Blu-ray. Screen Factory Blu-ray. Yeah, same. Screen Factory Blu-ray. That, but the digital version of it. (laughs) (laughs) So not that, because Screen Factory doesn't do digital, you... No. Buyer. But whatever the whatever digital version I have that's Bullshit. HDX and it sounds Bless you, Bobby. Bullshit. I don't care. Bullshit. Gino. My buddy Gene Smith's in no, the chat. I have that, like I said. Yeah, I Gene. have the twenty dollar fucking Walmart eight pack, but the digital's got upgraded. So do to I. HDX, so I don't care. I got HDX, I'm good. Um Douche of the film. That could go to a couple people. The, uh, the mayor Vic. for one, Vic. Um, poor Vic just wanted to be left alone now. You could even put it on. Well, no, you actually can't. Oh, never mind. I, the mayor. Yeah, the mayor. Yeah, but is he the biggest douche? I mean, he's, I mean, he's he was basically the mayor from Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But without him, yeah, if, if a it smaller wasn't town. Him, if it wasn't for him being a dick, they could have actually gotten some help. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, oh wait, no, get... no, that other, that other paramedic who looks at Roy and says, come on, Roy, get your hands dirty. <laughs> I say he's they a call the kid, because... call the kids a bunch of pussies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ethel was Joe kind of a to give it to Reggie. I'm going to get, I'm giving it to Ethel. She was very douchey. Yeah, she but her son was, a, was, her son was a fucking, yeah, yeah, her son was, was ridiculous. Hilarious. You know, so I'm going to go, she, she was hilarious. Don't get me wrong. She was fucking great, I'm, but she was douchey as shit. Okay, I'm going to go with Junior. I'll, I'll You're going to go with Junior? Yeah, Junior was, I fucking hated Junior. So. You know what? I'm going with Bob. I I'm, I'm with Bob. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting Junior I'm going Ethel. I'll go Mom. Yeah, I'll go with the son. He's not the douchiest, but he's just the shittiest he character for dick. sure. Gene said Demon. Demon was the douche for What? Why? Demon's literally no the way. best I side character out of all Friday the 13th. I Gene. love Demon. Come Demon on, had the Gene. Okay, so Demon had the best line in this and Return of the Living Dead. Because in this one, that line of, y'all gonna get it, bitch, makes me laugh every fucking time. <laughs> I, I laugh my the way, ass yeah, the way you're gonna get it. <laughs> y'all gonna get it, bitch. But obviously, like, they're a good couple. You know, they're singing to each other while he's taking a poop and stuff, man. Which, who so, does it? Who, who does so it? what do you think Reggie did? Or Demon did? Like, I think, like, was he think like a traveling musician kind of thing? That's what I thought always. Oh, I never just was he just a drifter. I, I just figured he just lived in his van and like fucking lived life down by and, the river. Yeah, down by the lake in this one. Yeah. 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 He was ahead of his time, dude. Like you, you know. 
So he told doing stories that. to Chris Farley. I don't know, man. I mean, like he had like all this like food and shit in his van. He clearly was living in his van. That's how I just took it as like, I don't know. Oh, by the way, he was one of my favorite uh, of the Council of Pimps in Black Dynamite. Yeah, Mo bitches. Mo bitches. Oh my god! <laughs> you said Black Dynamite, but for some reason, fucking Undercover Brother was playing in my head, and, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not the right movie." Hold on. Dynamite. Dynamite. Oh, man. Dynamite. I enjoy both of those. All right. Uh, favorite kill. Mm. Mm. A lot of them. Ah, there's good ones. <laughs> and some cutaway ones. For me, I got to yeah, go with the, the most memorable one in this one is probably the uh, the leather strap to the head. Uh, that's, always, that's, that's a close second, but the leather strap always stuck in my head. Not like literally. Despite despite the editing, it is the most like obscure kill. Yes, for sure. Uh, That is the one that I always think about when I think of part five. But I, I'm torn between. I wish we got more. Like I wish we saw the sheer in the impact of the shears because the way he like ha like snaps them together like that would have been. And the I'm, well, I'm torn between the sheer and the flare. Flare, but was I'm good. leaning towards the flare because we actually see the flare the in the fucking do, mouth. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna say for me the flare. That's why I'm going with the flare too. Hmm. Fuck, dude. I gotta be honest with myself here. What are we going with? I think I have to go with the belt, man, because that's just the one that always sticks to me. Even though the editing's stupid and it flips each way, I don't care. I like it. Yeah, because he's twisting the 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 thing. Yeah, twist this way, but then when it's about to kill, yeah, kills the other way. I guess if you're going for like the most, but that flare kill that had to take a while. Flare for him to die hurt. Yeah, because that shit obviously is not even supposed to go out in fucking shit weather. No, just yeah, in the esophagus. (sighs) Not only that, that flare comes with the ultimate figure too. Yes, it does. There you go. Yep. That would hurt. I feel like if that'd definitely be the worst kill, though, for sure. <laughs> I've always to go. Um, let's see. Best scene. You know, if I had to best scene, uh, I like the scene where the girl Tiffany's dancing and Jason's coming up behind her. Oh, uh, when they're playing uh, "No Life in His Eyes." Yeah. Uh, I doing the robot. I do. I do like that scene. I think for me, best scene is Tommy fucking up Junior with his kung fu moves. <laughs> Bro, he just straight up that scene him up. Hey, that scene went a little bit longer than expected. Mm-hmm. Always, I don't know why, but yeah, he definitely drop kicked his ass, dude. Yeah, he did. And it, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with Gene. The axe scene, the axe Vic scene. just cutting the fuck out of. Oh, right in the beginning. Is be- that the one you talk about? Are we talking yep. right in the beginning? Yep. Okay. Yep, with Vic, yeah. With Pooh Pains McGee? Okay. Yeah, just because, uh, I mean, regardless of how annoying how, how, how annoying Poopy Hands was, <laughs> it's a great setup because you start, you're like, dude, this dude is fucking annoying. And then Vic is just kind of like, leave me the fuck alone, dude. More dead swinging. Fine. Axe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is one of those moments where it's like, don't laugh or you're going to hell. Uh, well, too late. Yeah. We're, going to, we're going to hell, buddy. Yeah, we'll be, this is what we'll be doing in hell. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> oh, uh, man. 
I seen, I seen. <sighs> you know what? Guy, tell me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna no, because I gotta save that for our next one. Actually, if I'm gonna be true to myself. Um, fuck, man, I might have to go to the Ninja Kick Ass scene too, because that was just so random. But I mean, that dude was like ripped to shit, so you're kind of wondering if that was gonna come into play at all. <laughs> So, <laughs> says Tina's boob scene. Oh, Fair. Mm, yeah. That is Fair. one of the most memorable scenes as well. That's also heartbreaking yes. because of how much we didn't see. Yes. Okay, so new question on the list. Worst moment or scene? Mm. Mine for me is Ooh. Junior riding around on his bike. <laughs> just fucking yelling. <laughs> that went on way too long. Like two passes that they showed the same footage, they could they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that. There was a couple because there was a couple uh, scenes because there's like right before the scene where the, uh, the the cleaver comes out and chops his head off. He it shows that same scene before that without the cleaver twice. Yep. Yeah. Goes by that tree goes up on the porch twice. Hi, honey. You know something? Okay. If I had to, I actually will just agree with John on that because that's the one that really stands out. Like this one. Oh my god, dude! That scene was just so like. Uh... I I'm gonna give it to the Greasers just because his song was fucking annoying. <laughs> gonna kick your ass. I'm, I'm with Scoob. That was the worst scene for me, and not just because of that, but it it just made no con- no sense in the context of this film. That yes. went way too. And then my thing is, what the fuck was Roy doing out there in the middle of fucking nowhere? I think he's just driving around in his ambulance, dude. Then he's like, you know what? Try this out. That was that was his first kills to see if he can go through with it. And he's like, all right, I got this shit. <laughs> th- yeah. Wait, Joe, are you telling us the boob seat needed to be longer? Or are you picking on John and saying Junior screaming and riding his motorcycle needed to be longer? <laughs> he's going to write back no, both. Joe, he's going to write gonna back be... both. He's going to say both. <laughs> yes. He will. He will. I mean, that's the only correct answer. Uh, oh, man. All right. So everybody's got worst moment. So did opening scene hook you in? Yes. Yeah, dude, that was oh, the yeah. dream sequence. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. God damn Just it. Just junior scream needed to be longer. <laughs> he had that. 45, 45, 45 minutes. Christ. Oh, I wonder if there's a loop on you. There has oh, to there be definitely a loop. Is. There's a 10-hour loop. Not, there oh, issue, my dude. There God. Ten you hit me, Mom. You gotta chop him and kill him. <laughs> You know what? There we go. Monster Mania cosplay. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just make a fake bike and just run around through people. By the way, and since since we are talking about this, um, I would like to say rest in peace to the actress who played Ethel. She just passed not that long ago. Well, not that long ago, yeah. Which I don't don't remember if we mentioned it or not, but yeah. God damn it, Joe. (laughs) Joe, I thought you used Viagra. That's what I heard. Not to sleep. That keeps you awake. <laughs> that needs no, to be, that's what that needs to be to Big sleep. Johnny D's new alarm. Oh my god, no. Get up in the morning. <laughs> I have an Android alarm that has that nice gentle alarm where you're like, ah. What? Alright. Um, opening scene. Yes, we said yes. Oh, yes. Uh, most attractive character. I feel go. like we're all going to have a different opinion, but you two might agree. I don't know. I hear a train. Choo-choo. I that's heard not, the beginning. That's, 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 that's the not. Friday the 13th game. Yeah. <laughs> Please oh tell me God. it's a long loop. No, it's just the fucking scene. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, uh, character. Ethel. Mm. 
That woman can cook some stew. She made some good slop. I like how it's... <laughs> I'm joking. I know I said it in the chat, but I was joking. Mm. Everybody said she's a really... She was like the sweetest person in reality. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. This is a tough one. Like I said, there's a lot of beautiful people in this movie <sighs> to pick from. Yes, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm going with Pam. Pam. I was gonna go with her, but I'm honestly, I keep going back to Violet. I'm going Tina. I knew somebody was gonna pick Tina. I almost That's... wanted Robin too, but I just kept. Wait, going which back one's to Violet? Violet? The punk rock girl. Oh, okay. The one that you know more than likely cuts herself. <laughs> she was a cutter. She, she was definitely she a was cutter. Cute though. You know what? I can't even find her on the list of actors, but uh, I'm going Demon's girlfriend because you know what? Yeah. Oh, she's classy and she smokes the weed. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Okay. Not going for cokehead Lana, huh? No, I'm good on that. Lana has a weird thing for dudes that are twice her age because she has a weird. Yeah, because that dude was sure. old with bald spots and you know, all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, that. My wife was like, that dude is 45, and she's clearly young 20s. Like, she might be later 20s. I don't, know. I don't know. She looked older than 20s to me. I was just like, first of all, I go, he might not be 45. I go, he could easily be 38, maybe even 35. She's like, what? She's like, nobody has receding hair like that. I'm like, bullshit. Because I got friends that were that bald before 30. And yep, I'm like, and yeah. George Stanza's 33 in fucking Seinfeld. So it's like, don't tell me that. It can't but his, happen. But this guy's bald spot was a perfect circle, for God's sakes. Wow. Hey, man, it happens, dude. I've met some guys even at 20. They start bald. That my my cousin John dude. started losing his hair in his 20s. Yeah. yeah, dude. I don't know if the mustache personally helps, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's the he 80s. Looks like, he looks like he should be in porn. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Oh, shit. What's up to everybody What's in the up? chat once again? Yes, just hello, say everybody. Hello. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So Onward. we got all our handsome, most attractive people out of the way. Did the score set the mood? Oh, like Chad Daddy already yeah, literally yeah. dropped the ball on that thing Hootie said. It's one of the best. It is. Yes. Yep. One of the best. Yeah, Joe, we're all losing our hair. I got a bald spot right over me. Uh, I got a receding hairline. Don't, don't say all of us. I'm doing all right. We haven't hit 30 yet. It's coming. Dude, yeah, you're not even 30 yet. You're I, am this, I, I am this year, fuckers. You're still a young you're pup. You're a puppy. Well, until you do, you're still Yeah, but a nobody on my mom's side or my dad's side lost their hair. So Well, good for... You know what? It was the first time God for bless everything. you. God bless you. If, and you said you want kids. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, hey I'll, just, I'll just shave my head and be like, I'm cool now. Yeah, see, Chris is... I get it, dude. If I if I if, if it starts getting worse than this, dude, I already said I'm like I'll fucking this will be gone. I don't give a shit. I'll be Mister Clean. Um, fuck yeah. So best song, dude. I'm gonna go with his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either this, it's either this or the song the fucking greaser was singing. No, yeah, no, absolutely fucking <laughs> no. No. Uh, favorite character, demon, Bro. demon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was dude. cool as shit, or man. Gramps like, is a pretty close second too. Yeah, actually, Gramps was Gramps. Actually, no, I, I would, I would go, I would go Gramps. Honestly, I though even Demon's younger brother is fucking is awesome, dude. Because what, was, like, he was cool. when he's like, when he's yo, hey baby, come here. When he's telling Pam, and she just comes over girl. now. Right? Yeah. Well, hello, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love his reaction when he sees his brother's girlfriend. He's like, where did you find that? Right? Like, <laughs> damn, dude. Way to objectify the poor lady. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She was cool with it. She was just sitting there smoking J. Yeah, she was standing off her rocker. She didn't care. Fucking right, man. Eat enchiladas and tacos, dude. <laughs> he's like naming all this shit. And I'm sitting there and he's naming all this this is, this is everything from a gas station. Like, oh, this yeah. is all gas station food. What Damn enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you had to run to the bathroom the way pizza. he did. Yeah, yeah, that's that fucking gas station enchilada. Bro, Fuck that. and that's those moments where it's like, you feel the one bubble, and you know you yeah. have five minutes before you're like, oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a whole tight little butt cheek situation. Yep. I'm, that's, I'm just... That's... <laughs> It is a good thing oh, that shitter was oh. as close to him as he was, because he was not going to make it if it wasn't. No, that's that's one of those moments where you're sitting there enjoying yourself, la di da, and all of a sudden it's like. Oh. I love that she gives him <laughs> shit about the snakes too, though. Like, it's like yeah. shit, fuck up. <laughs> First of all, he already exploded. That shake would that snake would have been shit covered. Too. That snake would have been <laughs> dead <laughs> from that intro. Ah, spicy. Why is it spicy? All right. Um, <laughs> Continue. So was it scary? Mm, not for us. Uh, probably the first time he saw it. We first watched. We yes, no, as a kid, as a kid, kid yes, because I remember the barn scene specifically, kind of like freaking me out a little mm. bit. Oh, so remember how last episode we talked about? Was it last episode when we were talking about John LaJoy? Yes. And how? Okay, I'm just he did a song. It. He did a song about part five. Fuck off! Did he really? really? There's a song about Part Five. Yes, let me let me find it for um, you. I'll pull it up for you and give it to you. Send it to you. Wait, who did this? No what? way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered right now. Well, you talk about the, the uh, a new beginning song, where he talks about the no, no, no. It's it's a uh, it's a song about Part Five. Oh, okay, um, there's a song that's literally about Deborah Voorhees and her nude scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's where it's like he's yeah. like a little kid yeah. singing about it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. So I've it's not under it. it's not under John LaJoy. It's under uh, Wolfie's Just Fine. It's called A New Beginning. Yeah. And it's literally him and his friends as little kids sitting around watching it and like being in the fucking movie like while she dies and shit. Like it's pretty. It's, it's a really it's good song. Good. We'll play it after the podcast so you can so you can watch okay. it. On. There's a video for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a video. I'm scrolling through the video. Right now. You know what? I think I've seen this video. It's really cool. Like they did really good on it. But and I I love that the name of the band is a reference to T two. Yeah. Wolfie's oh, this only really came out six years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not. Yeah, dude. His OG shit, where he was just always wearing the fucking uh, the fucking Hawaiian Hawaiian shirt. shirt. <laughs> did you see? Did you see when he he eventually did finally meet her? He posted pictures all over Facebook. He's like, I finally yeah. met her. Yeah, he's like, he fucking finally met her. Yeah, <laughs> bro. If you like John Lejoy, you gotta watch the league. Oh my god, dude! It's. Did you watch any of it yet? I know we talked about it. No, yeah. all right, whatever. Never mind. All right. So scary. Probably as, with as a kid, yes. Time, as yes. an adult, okay. Hold up today. I think so. Yeah, I think there could have been some maybe things that could be better, but that's every movie. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. Except Alien. Alien's perfect. Possibly the thing. Uh, I, I agree with the thing, too. And Alien. Yeah. I'll even add The Shining up there, too. We needed more bear blowjobs, personally, but that's. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the acting. It was pretty decent. 
Yeah, you know, everybody did what it's they It's a Friday the 13th do. film. It's not Shakespeare. You're not going to get uh, Academy Awards for it. But it, it did. It's, it well, did I still think John Shepard did really good for only speaking minimal amount of lines. I think his acting was on point. Yeah. Uh, to show you know a, a somebody suffering from PTSD and, and the and the, he he did uh, in preparation for this he did three months of volunteer work in a mental hospital. Oh no shit! I didn't know wow. that at all. Damn. Has he ever done a con? Does he do cons or anything? He's I don't believe them, so. He's not, he's like recently. a very staunch Christian, so he's really distanced himself mm. from this. No shit. Okay. Yeah, but he, I think he has done them because I've seen him in like panels at like in like documentaries and shit. So. Yes, they do, Chris. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, do we say acting? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematography? Um, Nothing really to... Nothing to write home about. There was one scene. There was one scene that I loved. Give me and it. it reminded me of like an old, like old scene from like Dragnet. The opening of Dragnet where the fucking... Uh, when the ambulance is pulling up and it's from the siren, was the ambulance or the police car? And it's just like a shot from the siren following the top of the car. <laughs> You're saying oh, that I yeah. could think it was police squad. And they uh, yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah, that's what it was like. Because, I mean, that, even that was and now like, that's all like, I can hear is like the fucking drag music for that. And that's what it looked like. I was like, oh, that's cool. I thought that was a cool shot. God damn it. Now I want to watch it. So I like the cinematography. It was, it was good. For a Friday 13th movie, I mean, it, it fit every other film you that we what? had so far as far as bringing it for them yes and the fact that we got that cool opening scenes just shot right in the backyard yeah yes it was yep uh chris yes i did uh derek mears that was fucking that's dope dude uh dude's super nice he is let's nice. see say bob you probably met him a few times man i have um did we enjoy the premise very much you know so. what i yes. did because yeah. it made it a whodunit again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yes which is pretty impressive for being the fifth one and not trying to do like the scream thing where it's a whodunit every single fucking week. Yeah. So. Yeah, well. That's why, like, that's why I just don't know if I like the full dump. It, it wasn't like a scream long dump, but still, like, I don't know. It's too much of an exposition dump sometimes. It's just like, ah, eh, you could have sprinkled this a little better throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this yeah. is a better dump than the screen one because it's always a whodunit and it's never who's imitating who. No. Well, I wish they would have they would have left some kind of clues. Anything. You know? yeah. Maybe Roy drops something. That, you right, know like I mean? the like articles dropped, or something. Like, that would have yeah, been like, like okay. Or, you know, he accidentally dropped his wallet or some shit. And maybe the driver's license wasn't in it, but the picture was. So who would have had a picture of this kid? And you know what? You, know? you could have literally just had that scene happen between him and his the guy who did the uh, the MT with him. You know what I mean? Like maybe like he sees something fall out of his wallet and just calls him out on it. And then, He's like, hey, you dropped this and it's fucking like the article or something. Right. And then like Roy yeah. like scrambles and like makes it looks a little nervous and shit. I don't know. Wow. But anyways. Uh, and then so... The newest question was Ooh. the climax satisfying. Oh no! <laughs> so I guess yes, this could we be debate. That way for yes, <laughs> this uh, I guess we could discuss where would we consider the climax of this movie? I would say in the barn. The barn up From to the where, where Tommy is it right at Tommy the barn or right before that? Like as soon as the rain the, hits, is that like? Is that that I would final? say that's the start of the final well, act, and the climax would be the fight scene in the barn. Okay. Yeah. Then anything after that is the epilogue, the exposition, of the epilogue. So climax for me, dude, is if the 
would be like when Tommy pops into the barn. Yeah. Like you finally get yeah. that. Like, then yeah, dude. I, I, face I, I guess you could also say the climax is the very final scene, too, where Tommy's wearing the mask. So you so could go. Secondary with, climax. You could say from the point in the barn to where we see him with the mask is the climax. And I would say, yeah, it's, it's yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm. I, it was a very satisfying payoff. Yeah, I mean, sure. even if it doesn't go all the way to the end, and it ends with Roy dying and the mask coming yeah, yeah, yeah. off, I that right there that that fucking did it for me. I was oh shit, like yeah, that wasn't Jason. That that wasn't Jason in a new mask and new clothes. Like well, and it was a good barn shit. fight too, because like you know yeah. you got the fake out of him falling, and you're like oh psych bitch, I'm still here. Yeah. And then Tommy's got to get up there and fight a little bit. So it's like it's okay, just too, it's just too bad Tommy didn't get to use his kung fu against uh, pseudo Jason. Right? Like, I feel like he definitely would have held his own, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Definitely. Well, I don't know. Like I said, fucking Roy's bursting through doors and shit, so he had to have some kind of fucking... He took out a fucking tractor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, can we say how ridiculous that scene is? Because even that tractor at the highest speed, like, anybody would have been like, okay, I'm just gonna walk this way. <laughs> yeah. He I just step. stands there. Yep. He, fucking... he also flies about 20 feet, and I'm like, there's no way. Right? He fucking takes that bitch like a champ. Alright, recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot? Rewind. rewind. Just rewind. Yep. I'm gonna agree. Rewind. Alright, we're gonna rate this bitch. Brody started out high with a 4.4. Scuba, what do you got? 4.5. 4.5. Daddy? I'll give it a 4.5 as well. 4.5. It's a really strong entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong entry. But four point two for me. Four point two, and I'm gonna go with a four point three. All right. So that gives us four point four, four point three eight. Right. Fucking Brody called it. Called it again, like always. Richard gives us a solid four. Heather also says four. All right. Hell yeah. All right. So next episode. Next I know episode. we mentioned it last week, but it doesn't matter because we're going to mention it again. We are finally going back and revisiting Final Destination with Final Destination 2. Yeah. Will the opening Woo! scene hook you in? Uh, yeah. To the, sure. No, you know, we're going to change that. Did the opening scene scar your generation <laughs> yeah. for the last, 30 year, last 20 years? Yes, it did. Did the opening yes, scene give you an irrational fear of log trucks? Personally, though, yeah. I feel like that was something that was always oh. an ir- irrational fear. And they just were like, yeah, we're so- going to do it. Yeah. We're so we were do. driving. I don't remember where we were going, and Mel's never seen the fucking movies, right? So we're driving, and I'm like, oh shit, Final Destination. She's like, what are you talking about? So I showed her the fucking scene. I think maybe we were going to my mom's house or something, because we were driving across Texas. And uh, I'm like, oh, here, watch this. While I'm driving next to this truck, <laughs> it didn't have trees. It had, like, poles or something in it. They were carrying, like, fucking uh, uh, telephone, telephone poles. poles or some shit. That's yeah, enough. Same difference. Same difference. She's like... Why would you show me this? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with I you? I love those like, types of reactions, yeah, that's dude. That's great. You're like, because I so, needed yeah, you to know what I was talking about. That's, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Number two was a good one. I never really watched anything past number two. Me so. neither. Uh, I did. I mean, they, they just get more and more ridiculous, basically. That's about it. But the kills are great. I heard, they though, are. I heard though, that the... By the end one, it loops kind of full circle. Yeah, everything goes yeah. full circle. Which, yeah. you know what? 
I always appreciate what a series can do. That yeah. Like, What's up, Paranormal Activity? And you had to ruin it with your yeah. One. But yeah. oh, that that one was caca. The fifth one was Don't fan. Watch that one. Fifth one was great, dude. If they edited it with the fifth one or did something different with the sixth. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been yeah. fine. Never I watched mean, Next Kin yet. I mean, you don't have to. Ne- uh, that one's caca. You don't have to necessarily acknowledge the sixth one. You could just. I don't. End five. Yeah, because five was fantastic. It's just like. <gasps> yeah, that's it. I hear Aww. a bevis. Babe, she she agrees. Someone's hungry. That's right. She agrees. No, she's getting her diaper changed. Yeah. Oh man, is she out of the tar stage yet? Yes, she is now onto the. I'm gonna explode in my diaper phase. Yeah, that driveway tar, man. That only yeah. lasts like a couple days. Yeah, it's only a couple days, and then after that, it's like, whoo. But there's no smell to that tar. It's no, gross. there's not. It just, there's just looks not. nasty. Right. It just looks gross. It's like yes. fucking resin, dude. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she's she's popping them off here and there, and you know we'll change her, and then like ten minutes later, she's like. And the goddamn it just changed you. Fucking right, dude. I remember that. Because you know what it is? That's fr- that's clean toilet syndrome. You ever clean yeah. your toilet in your house, and then one of your family members instantly has to go take a shit in it, like five minutes yep. after the fact, and now you're pissed because you're like, no, you can't even let that be clean for thirty <laughs> fucking minutes. What the fuck? I mean, I'm yeah, guilty of it. That's why I clean it when it's. That's why I clean it when everybody's gone. Mel cleaned the toilet the other day, and I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm guilty of it at work, dude. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like once they fucking open up the bathroom after they get to the cleaning, I was like, "Woo!" Yeah, I'm gonna blow this shit up. If someone ever questioned me why you're going in there, I just cleaned it. I'll be like, "Want me to shit on the floor? You want to clean that next?" No, (laughs) then shut up. At least it's going someplace where it goes down. I don't know. It's just nice to know, and it's like it's like fresh sheets. You know what I mean? Like, no, but see, fresh sheets is a feels, different story. Nothing feels better than a fresh sheet, dude. Like, yes, but fresh sheets are fresh sheets are better. It's the same story. Because, no, no, no. What do you do? Your sheets in ten what's seconds. Better, what's what's better, fresh sheets or clean toilet? Fresh sheets. Sheeting in the clean toilet. <laughs> <laughs> a fresh sheet in the clean toilet. All right there you go. Oh man, so nerd news. Biggest thing I got, man, is uh, we potentially have our Johnny Cage for fucking Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. I'm I'm on the fence. I'm very on the fence. I'm on the fence, but leaning more towards positive because obviously the dude, uh, Carl Urban, we're talking, is going to be potentially Johnny Cage. Fantastic, fantastic actor. Right. Like, fantastic actor. Totally could do it. I do understand that this movie series is taking liberty with the characters so that's why things don't necessarily line up or won't necessarily line up so like i guess my biggest beef is that the fact that they're making johnny cage already an aging actor and not just a failed actor to what he's supposed to be and then he's trying to get his rise of stardom going versus as like oh no he was an actor and now he's at like the end of his career and i'm like ah jean-claude van damme yeah like I mean, and that's who he was supposed to be anyway, so yeah. it still kind of makes sense, but... But this was supposed to be, like... Um, I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't play 40 years old. He's 50 years old, even. They can make him look... They can make him be 40. That's all I gotta say. I still right? feel that's all. I still feel The Miz was the perfect actor for the role. And it's not I mean, It's not necessarily set in stone yet. We just know he's in Final Talks. As far as I know, it's not a done deal. Yeah, I mean, just the fact... I, it's true. I didn't think it always happened. Yeah, he could always say, you know, I want X amount of money, and they could be like, no. Actually, is it even going to happen at this moment in time because of the fucking writer's the strike? Writer? The oh, writer's oh, strike. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That's, that's big. 
Because yeah. um, that sidelined Blade, uh, the Daredevil series. Yes, we are talking sequel to the two, 2021. And you know what, dude? I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, you remember last Bad Rider Strike, dude? Like, 2007 oh, yeah. to 2010? Yeah. yeah, that's when everything became, like, reality TV. Oh, so horrible. bad. Yes, we are. Sequel to 2021. But I got to say, man, I know that was one thing that Brody and I talked about. Like, honestly, he was never even on the roster for me to think about, like, as playing Mm-mm, for Cage. At all. So I was like, oh, shit, dude. Fucking A. Oh, JCVD's awesome, Gene. I fucking love that movie. What's that? Oh, the Dungeon? JCVD. The Dungeon Dragon movie? No, JCVD, no, 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 the Dunk Van Damme movie. Oh, it's, it's fucking great. I don't, I it's no just idea. called John Claude Van Damme movie? Yep. Okay. It's called JCVD. I'll have to look it up. All right. Uh, what else we got, nerdy? Uh, I, I got. I, I wanna, oh, I wanna, oh, I got one. I, I want to talk about the uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses 20th anniversary Blu-ray coming out. I just read yeah. a review of it, and Throw away. Just, yeah, don't bother getting. It. If you have the DVD, stick with the DVD because the Blu-ray does not carry over the menu intro or anything like that. It does have the uh, tiny fuck the stump bit. They did carry that over, but they didn't but carry it. Why not bring over that DVD menu? I know. It's. Even if they say DVD in it, who gives a shit? And it's, yeah. and it's not even a yeah. 4K upgrade. It's not. It's not. It's just a regular no, Blu-ray scan. It's really not going to be worth getting. I got my DVD oh, that I am. Yeah, I'm happy with. Happy. Yeah, yeah, I got my DVD. Got maybe, too. maybe, like, if, and maybe if enough people, excuse me, say, you know, we want this extra, and that's it. We're not going to buy this. Maybe they'll, you know, in five years, give us what we want. And apparently, there is no Rob Zombie newer commentary track on the disc but you buy the disc you get a digital copy and the digital copy comes with it okay but the physical doesn't for some reason because everybody's apparently it didn't make it to the on time yeah on time okay basically makes sense well thank you for that uh info chad daddy steer clear of that shit for sure yeah it's disappointing i got one scoops Tomorrow, those of you that want to purchase Evil Dead Rise, it comes out on digital tomorrow. Yes, it does. Already? Yeah, buddy. All fucking ready. They said, you what? know what? We made enough money. We made enough money. Let's it's, throw it's it out theaters. on digital. What? Yeah, it is still in theaters. How was it been out? Three weeks? Yeah. And it's already made. It's, it's, like it's, it's, it's crossed the $100 million mark. Yep. Yep. <laughs> What it what what they eighteen was it eighteen million? Uh, it yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think I think the budget was eighteen <clears throat> million. They're charging yeah. twenty five bucks for a digital copy of it, so you know it's it's they're still gonna make a good amount of money. I I'm a fucking. I buy want it. the steelbook. Yeah, I'm going with I the steelbook. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the physical copy. The physical copy will be out. I think June twenty seventh. I think. Oh, oh I can wait. I can wait. I yeah. I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna watch it. And when the steelbook comes out, I'm gonna buy the fucking steelbook too. And I will have multiple copies of the film, just like I save, do every other. Fucking save your film. money. Buy the steelbook. It comes with the digital copy. Yes, it does. But I want to watch it tomorrow. So go to the movie theater. Okay. So if I can't, I have a baby. That's not our Bobby. problem. No, I'm kidding. That's why I haven't seen Guardians yet. I'm going to see that next weekend, and I can't wait to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've that's why I want to go. That. I've heard good things. Everybody's saying, yeah. you know what, dude? I'm going to give out shout shout out to um, friend of the show, uh, Alex Probst. I did see his uh, non spoiler review of it, and 
if anybody knows him, he could be he does not hold back on his reviews and no he does not. He he said this was not only his favorite Guardians film, but possibly his favorite Marvel film. And he says it's a complete, wow. absolute, amazing end to a trilogy. And with this film alone, he is super excited for Gunn to take on the DC universe. I've heard that see this, what he's capable of doing it with. I've heard this is a James Gunn film first and an MCU film second. Yes, that's so, the speaking of James Gunn and the DCU or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're going to put crypto in the fucking movie, the Superman movie. I'm okay with that. Me too. We finally get to see crypto. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I to see and not in fun, not animated crypto. It's fucking going to be crypto. I, did, I would like to see this be more pre-crisis Superman. I want to see Superboy for a little bit. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be okay yeah. with that. I Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. No, yeah, Guardians, Guardians should be next Saturday. Yeah, I, I want to go see that, too. Is there too. any other nerd news that may have dropped that we're not aware of? Uh, I, got a, well, I got a couple go little things right here. Uh, so NECA now has two good figure announcements, which we knew of one. Uh, the NECA, the thing, gruesome dog creature action figure is going to be coming out very soon, has 52 pieces Holy that shit. it alone comes with. And if you go look at the pictures on Bloody Disgusting, it is, hold on, I will get a count of one, two, three, four. It's basically a total of eight figures. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's got the dog without anything happening to it, and then it literally has the transformation. Yeah, it's like a literal transformation into the creature. Yeah. And we it also, cool. it does. And then I love this headline. It says, uh, Prey still doesn't have a Blu-ray, but a NECA action figure is coming. Yeah. So the Predator I'm from Prey is coming. You want a physical for Prey, God damn it. I don't, I don't really want a, a figure of that particular Predator, though. I did not like its look at all. I, I was I okay it, with it. I, 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 I like it myself. I think it's interesting. I, I dig it. Oh, and and then um, just dropped, at least since we started the uh, trailer for uh, the second Meg movie, The Trench just dropped. Ooh, no! You know that's a fun popcorn movie, dude. That is a fun. I still haven't seen movie. it. Oh, I, really? I, I really like the I book. I just watched also, it again the other but day. I, but I know there's liberties taken with the book, and I completely understand why. Because yeah. the ending of the book, you really couldn't film. It wouldn't make any sense. Well, supposedly there's some stuff from the book that was left out of the first one that they're going to hit on and putting in the next. I, I know one. what that is because the yeah. the headline for this says that the the trailer has um, three Megs, a bunch of sea monsters, and a T Rex. So the T Rex part is what was in the first book that was left out. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. There's a part fi- uh, fight with the Meg and uh, T Rex. So this is the, the what? Meg two you're talking not, about, not, right? It's it takes place back in oh you know, the Jurassic period or the Paleo whatever it's it's uh, not well in the book it does yeah. they may be something different because if it's in the trench you got to remember the trench was a whole different but how's there, but the, the trench, the trench is underwater you're not going to find an underwater yeah I was going to say how's there a T Rex down there I can see like, but, a plesiosaur okay. so but no this is a prequel was, to Meg in the in the book there is one the plesiosaur mm, is it is there a magical pleuridon a what. <laughs> Does nobody know that? Damn it. All right, I'm leaving. I'm out. 
He's <laughs> like, wait. But no, wait, so wait, so wait. This, so the trench is a prequel to the Meg, or are there two different Meg movies? The trench is a sequel to the Meg. Okay, that's what I was getting. I was you know what, the, the Meg was a fun movie. More giant monster movies. Let's go. Yes, Kong X Godzilla. Go. Well, I, I, well, I also love the, I love the love that the Megalodon truck is getting because we don't know if there is one or not. So There's not. There, no, come on. We don't know. I mean, like, I guess, know, I guess, I guess, like something like in the movie, the Meg could, like, if that happened, maybe, but. It's a good popcorn movie, dude. Like you could definitely be like oh, Jaws yes. and the Meg for a double feature summers. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna watch this movie while floating in the pool. I you know I, I mean? used to email and talk to the author of the Meg books. I don't know. He, really? Yeah. Nice. He's, he's a. He's you would a have to watch alumni. Jaws first. You would have to watch Jaws first and then the Meg because I feel like watching the Meg first would get you hyped, and then you would watch Jaws, and it's such a slower paced movie than the Meg. Yeah. But Jaws still has more scare scenes, I feel. You know what? Oh, yeah. We were talking about five-star movies. I would throw Jaws onto that. Oh, Jaws is a five-star movie. You know what? I would also agree, and that's because, and it's also not even just five-star horror movie, because it's such a broad landscape that it gets everybody, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not exactly horror, but it's just on the cusp. But it's your adventure summer blockbuster. It's the one that started. It's the original blockbuster. Yeah, like the Meg, like, yes, it's a big fucking shark, but like Jaws was just the movie that made it all too real, really all too real, because like the Meg is cool on screen, but you could tell that it's 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 not real. Yeah, it's still like a super CGI shark. It's not like like, sci-fi channel, but even though the shark in Jaws, you could tell like has exposed jowls and stuff, that thing still looks real. Like if. If you saw that in the ocean, it would you would still be like, what the, you know, like it still has that quality. Even you know what you need to watch though, later? like so we were, I just watched the Meg literally like last weekend at my uh, uh, sister in law's house, and watching that with my wife's grandmother is absolutely great because she's just one of those old ladies that either always has questions of what's going on, unless you tell them, Grandma, I haven't seen this either, so don't. <laughs> but everything like that happens is just. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my god, dude, it was hilarious when like Jason Statham was actually getting chased around in the water by the fucking thing. And shit. <laughs> That's awesome. but, all right, boys. Anything else nerdy before we wrap this bitch up? No, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing else for right this time. Next week we'll have more. Okay, so next week join us for Final Destination Two. Please go watch it if you haven't. Um, I haven't watched that shit in a fucking. At least a solid decade, if yeah, not yeah, more. It's so. been a while. Yeah. It'll be nice. Uh, you know what? I should probably look up to see where it's at real quick. Oh, shit. Yeah. On I, demand. I might have Shut to. Shut up, up, Bob. <laughs> um, it might Max. be on Paramount. HBO Max. Max has all the final destination. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's on Max right now? No shit. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Okay. I think I saw it on there. I do see it on anything else, though. You can rent it from Redbox, Amazon, Voodoo, all that bullshit. So you can find it easy enough. Um,. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I oh, know this that. doesn't have it listed for Max. Uh, yes, yeah, it's not. On, it didn't pull up for it me. It says but... Voodoo YouTube. I, I've got the DVD set, so I can always just pull it out. Perfect. Anyway, all right, Gorehounds. Remember next week, Final Destination Two. Scuba, you want to start us off? All right, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I'm your host with the ghost, the Prince of the Paranormal, the Duke of the Dead, the Dean of the Deceased, Lord Scuba Cabra. New one saying. I'll see you next week, baby. Wow, this is your slightly less adjectived Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Daddy, <laughs> saying 
<laughs> See you next week, bitches. And this is your who gives a fuck about the adjectives killing machine by the moon saying we will see you next week, motherfuckers. And this is your not so mean fluff master supreme big giant D saying adios, gorehounds. And remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Roy Dick. Roy Dick. <laughs>